All right, everybody in the car. Let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Thanks for picking up the signal and tuning in to 98.1 FM, WQAQ, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac. It starts now. I'll take local Hamden businesses for 200. This local business has team trivia Monday nights and Bobcat night every Tuesday with wings and half-price beers 8 to 9.30. What is Side Street Bar and Grill? That's correct. Side Street Bar and Grill, open 4 to 11 all week. Patio is open. Full menu available for takeout as well as Uber Eats and DoorDash. You can give them a call at 203-407-1539. Hello and welcome to a big, big edition of The Cold Hard Truth. I'm here with my usual hosts, Peyton and Tino, and we're very excited today. How are you feeling, Tino and Peyton? I'm so happy to be back. It's great to be back in the studio, ready for another great show. Peyton, what about you? Uh, I'm really excited. That was really cool, what just happened there with your mic, (laughs) and I'm just happy to be back with you guys. It's good to see you guys. You too. All right, we're going to jump right into it. NFL, we missed week 11, and we had week 12, so we're going to kind of you know do a little double-double here with both weeks. We're going to start off. We're going to go Packers-Vikings, Packers-Rams, both games that they had. So, unfortunately, the Packers did lose to the Vikings, but they did bounce back, beating the Rams in Week 12. Overall reactions, more so to the Rams game, Jacob. What did you see from them? Um, you know, just in general, the way that they've been operating their offense has just been so clean lately. Um, the Vikings game, oh, well, you want me to talk about the Rams you game first? Both. You I would talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. Both, yeah. that both. Vikings game was... First off, a very, very good game. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those cases where, like, both teams really seem to deserve to win. But I'm, I'm curious what you think, Tino, about their performance in that game more than anyone. So, uh, excuse me, my fin- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was drinking water. Voice cut out a little bit there. But anyway. <laughs> so, my thing really mainly is that um, the Packers... Their offense looked great. I mean, Rodgers threw for 385 yards, four touchdowns with a broken toe. He looked great. Rolling out of the pocket, throwing on throwing on the run to his left, right, whatever. He looked good. A.J. Dillon had a decent day. We were without Aaron Jones, so you got to take that into consideration a little bit. Kirk Cousins got bailed out. Yeah, Jones against the Rams. They barely used no, no, him. No, you did. I'm saying but Vikings. I mean, they, you know, That's fair. we, we might have used I'm him just in the past. They, they had him. They had him against the Rams. That's they true. didn't use him. The Vikings game specifically, Jacob, how you asked me, the Kirk Cousins got bailed out about three times. It was funny. On the final drive when they went down and scored, the pick that Darnell Savage almost had right oh. before that play happened. Peyton, I'm on the phone with Peyton. He goes, Aaron Rodgers, or sorry, Kirk Cousins is about to throw an interception. And I'm like, no way, they're going to drive down and win. He throws the pick, and before they, I realized that the call got called back, I was like, oh my God, Peyton's right. I'm like, holy, yep. everything. No pick. He got bailed out there. He threw an actual pick in the red zone, but ended up being roughing the passer, which is, again, my thoughts on roughing the passer calls in general. No matter who it goes against, is ridiculous. But anyway, Cousins was bailed out. Defense had one bad week. It's fine. Offense looked great. We bounced back against the Rams. Wasn't worried about it. Peyton, your reactions to both well, games? Well, j- just to make a point about the referees, the referees as a whole these past two weeks have been abysmal since we've been here. We can bad. Talk it's been about, bad. Yeah. about the Cowboys game was absolutely <laughs> On insane. Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely nuts. But 28 penalties. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see Rodgers playing the way he is. He looks comfortable. He looks confident even with the injuries, so that's awesome. I mean, MVS is doing his job. Adams looks good. 
AJ Dillon, what a running back. Just honestly, I'm more surprised that they're not using Jones as much as they they, they were before. But Dillon's been holding up the the load pretty well. So I sorry, I, it's quite off, but no, I, it's cool. I wish that we had video so I could like like we weren't just a radio show. We were like a TV show, so yeah. I could sh- so I could show you the exact plays I'm talking about in both the Minnesota game and in the Rams game when AJ Dillon would literally get hit at the line of scrimmage by an interior lineman, and this kid drives, falls forward for five, seven, eight yards every time, and he turns a second and ten, second and nine, and it was second and two, second and it's one. It's nice to have a it's young ridiculous. a young workhorse like that yeah, on, that you on can ice just give it for to the first. Well, they have him on ice. For the first, they didn't have him on ice necessarily. He was getting touches, yeah, but, but it's been slowly increasing now to the point where Jones really like doesn't have to be much of a factor, and you can just let AJ get two, five, give, ten, two, five, you, ten you, over and over and over again. You give the ball again. to Dylan play after play after play after play, and then give Jones the rest. And even with the injury, it didn't really affect us that much. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think like your your receiving core isn't nuts besides Adams, especially with Tunyon out. Yeah, but, it's, it's, but it's still it gets it done. And when Rogers playing, Randall Cobb is a big help. Now we saw that in the Rams game too. Yeah, it's a big plays. Yep, so, touchdown and touchdown and a big fifty yard play. I think just it's a lot about the Packers and it's definitely showing that they're now favorites above the Rams in my opinion but I don't know what you think about that Jacob. Jacob what's wrong with the yeah, Rams though? They've, I, lo- they've lost three games in a row so. I would say the Packers have jumped them um, the Rams like surprisingly and I think that one of the main issues for them and it's really quite a surprise because it, it hasn't been the case for them in the last few years they seem in the last few weeks to lack identity mm. defensively especially. Defensively yeah. especially they're constantly changing what they're doing on defense, and nothing is seeming to work. Yeah, and it's not even that they're giving up such an unbelievable amount of points. They did give, they did give up thirty six, which is quite a lot. But it's just in general, they just can't as a unit make plays right now. It's it's, it's, it's strange. I think it has to do more so with the middle linebackers. Yeah, they just seem very soft over the middle. Plus something I something I noticed in the Packers game, and this is this is something that I've. When talking off the show to you guys or friends like you know that I have at home in general, whatever, I've talked about this as to why I think Ramsey could really needs to really stop being dubbed the best corner in the NFL. And whether it's Jair, whether it's like, whether it's somebody else, regardless, I don't think it's Ramsey. And the reasoning is because you saw the way that the, that they were utilizing him in the Packers game. If you guys watched, which I'm assuming you did, against the Packers. Jalen Ramsey, unlike star corners such as Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, guys in the past that we've seen. He does not move on the field. He stays on one side. The amount of times the Packers moved Devontae Sherman Adams, and, uh, Sherman and Norman were the same type of guys. I know. But I, I understand, but the, 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 yeah, but they would they would move sometimes. Ramsey never moves. Yeah. And the thing is, when you they'd move Adams, you'd see Ramsey in the top left corner of your screen guarding the backup tight end Deguara, guarding Mercedes Lewis. You're wasting the so-called best corner in the NFL on those guys. And when he did cover Devontae Adams, he got burned pretty much every single time. Yeah. He couldn't cover him at all in that game, and it's. And you know you can't just rely on Donald Miller, Floyd, and Ramsey to get you get it done because the rest of the secondary isn't great. They have not a single linebacker that can make plays on like you know going side to side on the field and just sniff out plays. Being able to just tackle in the open field, their linebackers are terrible. Their D line, you know, against a good O line, can't do much, and they can't do a lot when their secondary is getting burned. So overall, it's not a cohesive defensive unit. No. At all, definitely not. I think it's funny that he says I they they're struggling to find identity. The two like after they bring in Von Miller and OBJ and, and Matt I, Stafford. And I think, the the well, no, of the year. I think I think they had a lot of, I, of I think they had a too, lot though. of identity coming into the year, and I think they had a lot of identity the first eight to nine weeks of the year. I think now that they've just brought these guys, and I don't want to say it's a direct correlation, but it's definitely been it is a little bit shaking the boat a little bit. And I I guess the other thing I would say is Stafford's been hurt, so. Um, he's been playing her, yeah, but and he has he's looked, he's, he's looked he's poor. looked abysmal. Yes. Like you you gave me the stat. Rogers has thrown three pick sixes in an entire career. Matt Stafford's thrown three in his last.
last three yeah, games. Yeah, which is like a it's a, it's like a whatever stat, but at the well, same no, point, it's I'm, still it's still it's not, still a big not, not as much the Rodgers comparison, more so meaning that he's throwing three picks. Yeah, it, in it, his it, last three it games. makes a large point. It's not great. No. Um, my other thing I want to say about the Packers, real quick, something important to note. Obviously, the Buccaneers are dealing with injuries in their secondary, big time. AB's not playing right now. Yep. You think about those two teams specifically, the two teams that were in the NFC Championship game last year. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with injuries. Zadarius Smith hasn't played all year. They're going to get Alexander back, hopefully at some point. Bakhtiari hasn't played yet. Jenkins on the O-line is out for the year with an ACL. Uh, Bobby Tunyon's out for the year with an ACL. The amount of injuries the Packers have been dealing with, along with the Cardinals and the Bucks, and for these three teams, without Kyler and Diop the last two weeks, mm-hmm. for these three teams to still be managing to be in this position, and they're only going to get guys back and get better going into the playoffs, but that's scary to have to face any of those three teams going into the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take the Bucks still at, at any circumstance. Or, the pa- or any of the Three on more so yeah, the Packers I'd, and the Bucks, I'd, I'd but probably yeah, I was gonna say I'd take the Cardinals over the other two, but to play them, yeah, because the Cardinals if, are if, if Kyler yeah. comes back and he's fully healthy though and he's ready to go, I mean that's still a, a, yeah. a wicked hard team to exactly. play. But Jacob, I'm, I want to go to you now for the next thing. Seattle, boy, this is this is bad. Three and eight, they lost to the football team on Monday Night Football. Russell doesn't, you know, he looked okay on Monday night. Overall, Seattle doesn't look great in general. What's you think Russell wasn't even going to be there next year? Because that, that's a serious question we have yeah, to ask. Yeah, I think, um, you know, not to be corny, but we could see quite a earthquake <laughs> in Seattle. Beastquake. In, yeah. the, uh, in the offseason. Um, something's got to change. And if you want to talk about identity and lack of it, there isn't a team that lacks it more. Completely. Yeah, I completely I, agree. I, I, they just are constantly just a generally lost team, seeming to try different things that just get stumped every week. Um Wilson, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I just feel like their play calling has just gotten worse over the years. I mean, they, did, I, they, they, they can't call a play for their lives. They did no. change offensive coordinators in all, the offseason, so that might be part of it. All, like, all they like know what to do is like roll him out. But Chris Carson's and also hurt. They have no run game at all. I think they all. invest way too much in DK, too, at the same that, time. Th- they, they, like, you, he's not, like... They I, haven't even, dude, DK what invest? An, they didn't even throw to him on Monday that's night That's what I mean. He's an, like, he's an athletic specimen, but I don't know if he's, like... He, thought, uh, he's, he's not number, your top. He's not yeah. a top wide receiver, and, and you can't have Lockett like because he's they're all Lock, double Lock, Lockett's very consistent. Lockett's a good player. Lockett can run over the middle. He's not afraid even for his height and his his weight. But geez, man, they, they, those are not number one wide receivers. Those are two deep threat guys, two very different guys, but two deep threat guys that really can't make plays in terms of route running and slants. I mean, yes, or Lock, the short game, yeah, yeah just the short game of the flats or anything, especially Metcalf. And I, they have I, nobody else besides those two. That's what I'm saying. It's like you you pick Metcalf and you're like, oh, we're going to make this big roll on this guy and maybe he'll be the next Megatron. It's like I just I don't see it happening. And I agree with Jacob. Their play calling looks awful, and I just don't think Worse they have— Worse than ever. I don't think they have the right players to even— like call good plays anymore. Like I don't know what you call. I mean, who are you throwing to realistically? Like, and, and who are you running the ball with? Alex Collins. I mean, Chris Carson's even subpar. He's decent, but he's not great. Um. So yeah, lack of identity. I think that's a understatement for so these for, guys. For, for both of you to answer the question, part, kind of a two parter. Will Russell be there next year? And if he's not, because we already saw reports at the off season, he was like l- l- naming lists of teams he would want to go to, get traded to. So first question: Will he be there? And if not, where will he end up next year? You think? It would have to be a trade because he he is under contract with a no trade clause, so they would have to trade him. Like, but you know, jeez. So, what do you, you I, think I, there? I I think that it'll be more on him than them. I think that they'll want to have him back, but I'm not sure if he'll want to be back. So okay, and I'm not 
I don't. What's his contract situation exactly? So he's he he would have to get traded. But bottom line is he can he can yeah he can have, and, and they would respect players, him and they would respect him. With NFL players nowadays, yeah. the way that they're being empowered, they'll demand trades. So my question is, will he demand one? And if if so, where will he end up? He he I honestly could see him doing he it. Could, yeah, I, I, if I was him, I would demand one. I just wonder like. It's tough to think about, like, what do you say in the NFC? What, go, what is his know? value, though? Like, I'm thinking about, like, oh, okay, they, he gets up a lot. I would think you'd give up, but is he worth a lot? Like, stat, like if he's he, in the right situation, he reminds yeah. me of like the Stafford situation where it's like a guy that is just that good that wants to get out, but, but you're gonna have to give up an arm and a leg to yeah, get him. And I don't the, even know if he's worth it at this point. I, like, the way we've seen him play, is it really? I mean, yes, their team is not great, They're, they don't have great, they have good receivers, but it's not set up like a good NFL team would be. Their run game is weak, but Wilson has looked just as weak, to be honest. Honestly, he's also coming off an injury. Yeah, the finger injury is so bad, and it is his throwing hand, he, but still. When he's been healthy, he's looked like a top quarterback in the league. I can't, you, like, not this season. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, but this year, he's been hurt for the majority of the But he, he's anyway, not getting so, any younger, and I think if he, yeah, I, I, that, I would definitely see him demanding a trade. I just don't, I don't know what team would can give I, up can that Can I much throw out two teams that I could see sure. possibly going for I'm him? I'm thinking Vikings. I'm thinking Saints and Giants. Saints and Giants. I'd say the Saints because you wouldn't have to give Kamara and Michael Thomas. You could because half the time we we saw the trade with OBJ or not. Sorry, not the trade. The trade with Von Miller. They didn't even give up a player. All they gave up was picks for him. So if you really think about it, you can give up just a first and a second rounder. And I think a team like the Giants or the Saints would 100% be willing to give up draft picks for Russell Wilson. You wouldn't necessarily have to give up any kind of big name player. With the way trades occur in the NFL, you know what I'm talking about. I see the Giants. I see. I, I can see the Giants very likely. That's what I'm saying. The I'm Giants wouldn't have head. to give up a lot of the young core to get no, him. No, and then and then I think he would like to have. A, and the Giants have picks. I, think would, about it. And he would like to have a core with Tony yeah. Slayton, Galladay, Barkley, Ingram, a, de- and he, a decent me, enough defense. Trust me, they would figure out a way for him to get the ball to and Galladay. It's a, it's a yeah. massive market too. It's the Giants, and you, and you could trade away. Daniel Jones, the Seattle would take Complete, that plus yeah. picks. You could get you could get rid of listen, you can get rid of Daniel. You're building the scenario in my you head. You could get rid of Daniel Jones mm-hmm. and the Giants have first rounders. Trust me on of that one. They, do. they have two they have two right now in the in the lottery, top ten. So the Giants could get draft picks. Very it's because of the trade with Chicago last year when they when they traded um down and the Bears got Justin Fields. So they have Chicago's pick earlier up in the draft this year. So the point being, my overall point here. The Giants could definitely get him. I think the Saints are an option as well, but I think Russell's done. After my, I think he's gone. I agree. I, I, I think I, there's a good chance. If, I, if I was him, I'd totally get out of there. If he stays in there, a lot of respect for him, and hopefully they get a good coach that can turn it around because he deserves better. Yeah, I, it's 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 going to be tough. I don't even know what happened. Pete Carroll's gone either yeah, way. Pete, Pete, Pete's I think, gone. I think Pete's Pete, gone. That's Pete's been, a, that's Pete's been there mind. for over 15 years. I he's think Pete, go. it's going to be something where like you know you look at it, you're like, all right, he's been there for a while. He's probably gone. So we're going to try something here. I have a YouTube video that I'm going to play into the mic, and hopefully the sound comes through. It's for the Dallas Cowboys, who have now lost three of their last four games and are on a major skid. And it's from one of the one, probably the most <coughs> famous ESPN sports analyst, Stephen A. Smith. So we're going we're gonna to listen to this. Hopefully the sound comes through. So that was like a little snippet that I wanted to. That was a little snippet that I wanted to play, just because (laughs) I, I ever since I he they played that first sound bite of him of that like mashup of that song that they created. It had I was laughing hysterically when I first heard it. (laughs) Regardless, anyway, that the segue into the next topic. Segway. What what is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys? They've uh, lost three of the last four. I, I don't know what's going Dak on. Dak has been healthy. Mark Cooper's been out. Ceedee Lamb's been out. Zeke's been hurt. Their defense is good but not great. They Their have playmakers. Been hurt too. I think. I think. What about McCarthy? 
I mean, he has COVID now, but still, he's not. He. The, I don't think he's a deal breaker. Honestly, I think any dude can stand on that sideline and they play well. They've got a stacked roster, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's I one of those teams where it really does not matter. Do you think it's mainly injury right now that's kind of hurting them? Yeah, I would say so. And I think their defense was overperforming in the first half of the season and is now underperforming. I think they could find a happy medium, but I don't think they are as good as we thought they were, <laughs> especially with Diggs' insane amount of interceptions for. And again, we talked about it, the air yards he gave up. It was just bound to happen. Once he stops getting picks and he starts getting burnt more, they're going to look worse. Um, it, yeah. it really happened with the Chiefs game, though, where the injuries happened. And Jacob, you can touch on what you've seen over the last few weeks. I think, like, with, I mean, with the Raiders. They were banged up in that Chiefs game. No, they, they, no, they, they but like that's, that's when they started getting banged up. And they were banged up in the Raiders game, and the penalties kind of screwed well, them. Well, Amari went into that game banged up, and then Lamb got hurt in the first quarter. Zeke got hurt in the. I, in the yeah. I just don't think the team had. I think the team that just has a bad. Uh, atmosphere around them right now and well, i think they all seem to be part of what the song says feeling that, like they have to do more playing, than they do but they do have to do that much because of the injuries they've been dealt they're this playing is, thursday night i don't know who they're the playing saints saints that that's a good so, game they gotta win that they game have, they definitely have the to road, win that they, game you know, this is this is the funny thing this morning again when i was watching get up in these shows pretty much almost all the analysts on those shows said this was not a must win for the cowboys i disagree 100% i think it's a must win i think it is a must win because listen i'm not saying they're going to lose the division but you have the football team keeping up at, f- at um 5 and 6 two wins in a you row. have the eagles at 5 and 7 you have the giants at like i mean not the giants i'll exclude them eagles and football team can definitely creep up especially if they beat the cowboys giants just beat the eagles i know but i'm saying that the I'm, Eagles, just saying, I'm just saying the Giants are. All, I wouldn't. True, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't discount them. Yeah, but they're 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 lower record. Meaning yes. record wise, the head they've already played the Cowboys head to head. Yeah, Eagles have them one more time, and the football team has them twice. Mm. So you got to think about it. If the Cowboys lose this game and they go into losing four out of the last five, and they're in a skid and they're not healthy, they, they could only be. Yeah, they could be a game. They could up be by a then. game up, yeah. and they could, they, they we could, this could be a whole new conversation going from being Super Bowl contenders to now going holy like are they going to even win the NFC yeah. uh, NFC East? It, like it could be a whole different conversation. So I mean. I do think, again, a large part of it's been injuries, but like Jacob said, that something's going wrong. Like Stephen A. always says, what can go wrong will go wrong. There's a black cat running around that franchise. I don't know what, like, it just seems like every season when something's going right, something goes wrong, and they just they just can't get it together. Something happens. It's it, there's always an issue. I mean, it's, it's if weird. they win this game though, and they get Cooper back That's next it. week, and Zeke gets back, and they hold Cooper, their guys, Cooper's maybe, doubtful for tomorrow. Maybe they're maybe they're playing it right. Maybe yeah. they know that they're in a skid. Maybe they're like, okay, let me get damage control. Let me do the best I can. And let me hold these guys for as long as I can. Hopefully, if they get yeah. this win against the Saints, then they still have a good outlook, and I still think they're a great team. But yeah, defensively, I just don't think they're as good as we thought they were. Micah Parsons is still a beast, but other than that, what do you think of the penalties? Of the twenty-eight penalties, yeah, that was all. That's what I was say. That Raiders loss. I mean, it's like it, they were there it, the whole game. It's it was, just it, it was abysmal. I mean, I, I couldn't watch. I feel that. like some of the yeah. I feel like like you know some of the penalties were on Dallas. It was mistakes, but a few of them were refs making very very questionable calls that just way too many. Yeah, and like the other thing too that I've noticed, Jacob. I don't even know if you want to come in on this too. The run game has been extremely lackluster. I feel like it's play calling and the way they're scheming the run game for the Cowboys with Kellen Moore. Yeah, the run game has not been great over the last few weeks. No, it hasn't. With Pollard, with Pollard or Zeke, when Zeke was healthy in the Denver game, it wasn't even great in that game either. All, their all lines went banged up too. That's what, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. Smith too. out too, Tyron. I believe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have a lot of guys that are out in the O line, and think, the O line coach is out with COVID right now, so that could be part of it as well. It just seems, but then, but that's a lot of bad things. I think happen. it circles back to what he said. It's just a bad atmosphere it's right bad now. They, they just, just, if they can make it through this Thursday night matchup with a dub, then I'm still have a positive outlook on them. But if they lose this game, I think it's a huge game for this season. Yeah, it have to win. I completely agree. I think this is like if they lose. This now you're really Un- going down. Unlike, unlike what the guys were saying on ESPN, in our opinion at least, this is a huge must win. They got to get this to get their momentum back good game to and, watch. Get, and get their confidence back too. Even just to like feel like you're winning again. Yeah, Trevor Simeon, uh, quarterback Saints. I, 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 you have to beat that team. Yeah, you have to, especially on D 
defense. You got to shut that down. And Kamara might not. I think he's might be out. So if Kamara's out, there's no excuse to lose. Yeah, no Thomas either. We're going to the overall division of the AFC North. What a division this is right now. The number one seed in the AFC, Baltimore Ravens. The first time that a quarterback has ever won a game with four interceptions. <laughs> Probably the worst game I've watched all year. Like just you know play wise, the play the. The quality of play was abysmal in this game on both sides. Browns couldn't run the ball. Lamar, I don't even know what he was seeing on the field. He was staring the Browns defenders in the face and just throwing them the ball. Regardless, Jacob, what did I mean, I don't know if you watched the game, but what did you see? And what does this kind of tell you about the fact that the Ravens just always seem to win ugly despite all the injuries? I think that's a great way to put it. And I just think that it, the crazy thing about the AFC right now in general is that the Ravens and the Browns are perfect examples of teams that no matter how good or how, what the record is, you just feel like they can't really win for whatever that is. You just feel like you can't see the Ravens or Browns winning. In the playoffs, and the, yeah, yeah, I see that more with the Ravens and the Browns. And the truth is, I, I, that that's probably not true. But either way, I see that with every team in the AFC right now. The only team trending immensely upwards right now is the Patriots. They've and, won six in a row. Yeah. Thank you. They're the only team in, the, in the whole conference. But... I, I mean, you can't just like say they're a Super Bowl like that. You can't be sure. Yeah, because one week be sure. it's the Bills that trend up, the next week it's the Titans. No, but the, the Chiefs are trending the, too. There, they've won five yeah. out of their last. But six. in the general, Colts, look, if the Colts beat the Bucks last, or yeah, it was last week, they lost by one score. I mean, the Colts are six and six right now. The Colts, I would say, would beat the Titans in the AFC South. Like the Bengals are hot. The Bengals have a great offense. The Ravens, like they're so even the Chargers. You were on the chart. You were slobbering on the Chargers before the season. They suck now. No, no, during they could the, not no, be in the beginning no, of the season team, too. That team could not be more inconsistent. They are as they are more inconsistent than the Kansas City Chiefs, which you royally crap on for the past four weeks. The Chargers, no, hold Justin on, hold Herbert, on. before has their been, win streak, okay. Justin Herbert has been medium, like not good, not bad, not anything. They hold just on, look on. average at best. Jacob, finish what you were saying, and then I'm going to get back at him. I was just saying in general, those are two teams to me, and watching that game especially, they just they love to shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. The talent is there. Um, the quarterbacks are. Kind of there, depending what you think about Baker Mayfield. We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all, all I can think of is up and down. That's all I could think of with him mo- in general. Mo- mostly down this year. Mostly yeah, down I this just, year. When I think of him, I think of the most wor- the worst throwing motion I've ever seen in my life. Just the most unconventional, yeah. just ugly. I hate it. I don't want to watch it. Used to love him. Can't believe he's as bad as he is now. Just inconsistent. Okay. Was it understatement? I want to. Sorry, I want to get back at Peyton, though, for what he said with the Chargers and the Chiefs. I was on the Chargers because... In the beginning of the year, with how inconsistent, the, how inconsistent, the, not just the AFC has been, but how flip floppy the NFL overall has been. Every week, it's like we look at these teams, and then out of nowhere, the week where the Bills lost to the Jaguars, the Bengals were hot, lost to the Jets, the Chargers were hot, the Chiefs were abysmal. Then they go, they win five out of their last six. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind. We don't know yeah. what the hell we're looking at right now. So, point being is. Like Stephen A., and I'm quoting a lot of guys, but as he says when he brings out his Stephen, Stephen A.'s list, when he brings up the top five teams in the NFL, as he says, it's fluid. It's fluid. Every week it's going to change because, like you said, right now the Bengals were hot. Two weeks ago they were losing to teams they shouldn't even be, they shouldn't even be competing with them. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, injury-prone, have been somehow 8-3. They're number one. The Bills were great. They lose to the Jaguars and the Colts, get run all over them. So, you know, my point being, the only two teams that have won a majority of their games as of late are the Chiefs and the Pats. But I didn't realize... And the was, Ravens. And the Ravens, yeah. But my By thing is... But consistently, like dominating like, teams. Yes. Right now, the the uh, the Ravens the are squeaking by. Yeah. Point being, I did not 
think, first off, the Chargers were going to fall off this much. They haven't been suffering many injuries. It's no. the fact that their play calling plummeted, and they're, and the way they're using well, Mike Williams came into the season extremely hot. He yeah, and he, and I, he's, I think he had like a, something like no, a 90% catch rate. He's slowed down a lot, but the other thing is they are completely misusing Justin Herbert. They are not, they're, they're, they're like, they're, they're strong arming him and not allowing him to do what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. They're not allowing him to run with, use his legs to escape the pocket. They're forcing him to kind of run the same passing plays. Not allowing him to use electric arm, extend plays, nothing. They don't know. They don't know enough enough with Eckler either. Yeah, like, they're not using Eckler enough. With, with Herbert's running ability and Eckler's run ability, and I think catching you could, ability, you could just have a lot. Dude, you whole, have a multi-dimensional offense with those guys, especially with Keenan Allen in, in the slot or wherever you put him. You have a lot of good players in that team, and I just they never like that team confuses me the most because they did come in so hot, and we did think of dude, them we so highly. About you, like I, I was listening to our shows a few days ago on Spotify, and I was. I listened to myself say the Chargers were a dark horse Super Bowl contender, and you agree with me at one point. I do. Be- you, I, st- you, I, st- I still do. Well, I still, well, well, not now, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I but did. You, yeah, I'm saying you agreed with me at that point because they were that good. They yeah. were that electrifying. And the Chiefs, you agreed with me then too, mm-hmm. were abysmal. Well, I, I always told you guys I, know, I you didn't did. believe in the Chargers. He did. No, he he was he, he was the only one that's right in what we're seeing now is that he said you gotta yeah. believe the Chiefs are gonna figure it out and they did. lo and behold they did. And I was high on the Chargers. He said he didn't believe in them, and now they're six and five. Well, so listen, he you know I guess the overall point here is that Jacob was right in both these situations. AFC West is very interesting now. You got the Broncos at six is. and five, the Raiders at six and five, the Chargers. I'd like to talk about the Broncos. I think the Broncos could sneak in. Thank you. I love the Broncos still. I, I, they've always been my second favorite team. I'm a big always. They're, no, they're. I'm a big. I, I really Javante like everything Williams about them. Heating up in the run game. Patrick Sotan too. Mel- Melvin Gordon and, and Javante Williams is a good one-two punch at running back. When Teddy is healthy, he is good. Why Portland have they looked better since losing Vaughn too? Uh, that's a great, let's look, exa- let's that's look. a great question. Exactly, their defense has looked a lot better since losing Vaughn, which makes little to no sense. I, I don't understand. That's why I said that with the Rams when they got those two players. This is kind of a weird thing to do right like now. The Lakers. Because you have everything going right. Everything's trending in the right direction. Cooper Cup is literally breaking breaking records. Matt Stafford is throwing the ball the best he has in his whole career. Your defense looks amazing. And then all of a sudden, you bring in these two clowns. Again, they were great players at one point, and they still may be now. But now you're, you're, you've lost three in a row? Like, it just it, it, it kind of hurts me. Let, let, let's also understand that the Robert Woods injury hurts tremendously. Massive. As a slot Allegedly, receiver, he's a top three receiver in the league. I don't okay, know if you well, that. that was okay. That was Troy Aikman talking out of his. You know what? I don't know what he was saying. No way. Uh, Bottom line is, Robert Woods is a very good slot receiver. Jacob, what did you want to say? Yeah, I wonder about the Broncos. Here's their last six games. They're six and five right now. Yep. They got the Chiefs, so they'll lose. They got the Lions. I think they'll beat the Lions. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> then they have that's the a, Bengals. That's a great game at Mile High. You're splitting the hairs there. They could. They they, they could do it. The run game. I they could the, do right, it. They I got the, the Bengals. They got the Bengals and the Raiders. Let's say they go one and one there. Yep, I agree. So now they're eight and seven with two games left. They got the Chargers and the Chiefs again to end it. So it's going to get real the tough char- for them. The Chargers are going to get it back. That division team. down the stretch is going to be one of the most interesting ones to watch. Yeah. I if agree. They win, I if they win, if they win, hold on. If they win, uh, sorry, hold on. If they went against the Lions, the Broncos, and the Raiders, they could get away with it. I don't see them beating the Chargers twice, and I don't see them beating the Chiefs in the last week. No, I don't either. To me. So they, it's they, gonna be, they're going no, to have to division, beat, they're gonna have to beat the Bengals and the Raiders. I think the Lions is a lock. But yeah, That, that division definitely. is going to be one of the most interesting to watch down the stretch. My other thing, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with the Steelers post game when they got shellacked by the Bengals, but... What an embarrassment. No, yeah, it, was, the, the, it, yeah. it was terrible. Amari, but what, are you, what Ryan, are you feeling, man? Ryan, <laughs> yeah, if you want to call in and talk about that. But Ryan, if you're listening, Ryan Clark, uh, former Steelers cornerback, came on, get up and said, the Steelers look embarrassing. They look 
Nobody's afraid of them anymore. They are not the steel curtain that they used to be. No. They don't have any kind of toughness defense, and they have no they have no toughness at all. Again, nobody's afraid of them. The Browns punk them. The Bengals have punked them. The, that division especially is not afraid of them anymore. Mike Tomlin came on and said he 100% agrees with Ryan Clark. He's sick and tired of the embarrassment of seeing Big Ben just waddle out there and throw terrible passes, weak passes. Then you get Chase Claypool coming out here trying to almost like tell Mike Tomlin how to run his practices. One of the got one of the reporters asked, um, sorry, my phone went <coughs> off. Um, one of the one of the reporters asked Chase Claypool, you know, how do you think you can make practices better? He goes, oh, maybe we could play some like music or do some of that stuff. And Mike Tomlin goes, well, Chase Claypool's a wideout, so I think he should stick to doing that job, and I'll, hand, I'll, I'll handle running practice from now on. Like basically telling Claypool, shut the hell up, like I'm, I'm the coach. So I feel like at this point, th- th- this team is just, they're broken. I don't know how they're going to do They're not doing anything this year. Big Ben needs to get I'd out of there. I'd be surprised if they win more than it's three games. It's kind of funny how year. after that AB Instagram live, that that like bad mentality has just crept into the entire receiving Weird. core of yeah. that team. Between Claypool and Smith Schuster, I love. I love Deontay Johnson, and I feel bad for Deontay Johnson. He's stuck there. He's a baller. I feel, like he's, he is, I feel like he's like he is. He is as good. Yeah, as, he is how good. good Debo Samuel is playing right now. Deontay Johnson could easily play that well. Deontay Johnson could be a In top a good five system. Yeah. Absolutely, because Debo's Debo's the same kind of player. They're both quick. They're both. Really, really, really and fast guys. Deontay has to deal with two TikTokers on his team. That's what, I'm saying. Like That's what I mean, man. It's just like this isn't football. You know what I mean? Like it's just a shame. It's a joke. I think Tomlin has almost lost the grip of that locker room. I'm a big fan of Mike Tomlin, but it's not even his fault though. It's the dude. That, it, but it's, it's the fact that it's the Steelers who we've known the pedigree of this locker room organization team over the last few years. When they had Troy Polamalu, Jack Lambert, like they they are a tough nosed. Tough running the football, defensive minded team. They're not the steel court. Uh, sorry, steel curtain. As um, Stephen A. put it again, they're they're they're, they're aluminum foil now. They're, yeah, they're, Watts, they can't, <laughs> Watts been underperforming. I think he's also hurt, general. but like aluminum foil is a good one. Yeah, but they're like it's just they, they, I'm I'm embarrassed for them, especially with that interview thing of the fact that Mike Tomlin's like Chase Claypool, you're the wideout, I'm the coach, I'm gonna run practice how I want to run it. Like telling him, like it's it's like. He the fact that that has to be done in public in a, like in a press conference yeah. that shouldn't be happening with any organization, let alone with a team of this stature with their history and and a coach of that stature. You're getting paid way too much money. You want to play, play football? Or you yeah, want to talk? Yeah, it's, or, it's just or, or no, make TikToks on the damn logo. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm, it's, not, then that's, I'm not. I didn't say that to say like, oh, athletes can't speak on speak well, no, their mind or whatever, use their platform to speak on what they believe fine, in. But, Go right ahead, but but if you're gonna play not, like garbage and then blame it on your coach or say we have to, you know, lollygag at practice and listen to music, that's just a joke. They're, in my they're, they're not speaking their mind. Juju's doing dances on logos and then playing like terribly against the teams he's doing the dances on. Like it's it's the bottom line is. It's, there's a difference between speaking your mind and using your platform and then acting like a child on a TikTok app and not doing your job and going out there and, and playing I, terribly. I, I think mine is Najee Harris. They're they're like he's been great. He's been they, like the they, one they, bright they spot be, on that team be, all year. They could be five or six years deep into a rebuild, like pretty soon. Dude, that's, it's not that's his fault. He's, it. It's not his, his fault. He's running into mm-hmm. a brick wall for an O line. Like I like Najee. Everybody else honestly could go. It's it not, matter the, to them. He's not the issue. We're gonna go to the Pats, who have won six in a row. We mentioned them earlier. They excuse me. Whoa. You all right? Sorry, yeah. The He's Pats his voice. <laughs> the Pats have won six in a row. Mac Jones through the stretch, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. He I think right now he he him and Josh McDaniels clicking on all cylinders right now. They are playing great. Jacob, what are you seeing from the run game, defense, everything with this Pats team? I think they have the best defense in the National Football League. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I think two that of the best players. I think that that is the backbone of their team. And 
like it's it's really like it's it's getting a little scary at this point. The similarities that you can draw to Brady's earlier years in New England. Oh, yeah. Not comparing Mac to him, but Brady came in when they had the best defense in the league. Great what did he game. do his first year? He played very safe, handed the ball off most of the time, made throws when he had to. That's exactly what Mac is doing right now. His arm is honestly a little better than I thought. I have to admit. His arm is a little bit better than I thought in general. Obviously, you know, not the most electric of quarterbacks, but like I said, more athletically sound than I thought. And, of course, the mind is looking like it's really falling under what Belichick wants to do. They're a very well-coached team. They're a a disciplined team. Born and Jacoby Myers are playing way out of their pay grade. Hunter Henry is playing way out of his pay grade. On the blocking side. I think they're they're holding Giannu Smith until the playoffs. My father said this to me. Because with Belichick, it always seems like that one, like there's always that one guy in the playoffs that just seems to punch everybody in the mouth. And I think it might be Smith this year just because they haven't really (laughs) utilized him much in the passing game. But he does have that in his uh, his repertoire. So I'm really, really, really excited to keep watching them play. Obviously, Adrian Phillips, Barmore, Judon. Mills, yeah, they're rookies JC too. Jackson. Big. I mean, they've been absolutely amazing. They're, the 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 first time Belichick ever spends that amount of money in the offseason, and look what it's done for you. Matt Judon, I think, is what third in sacks behind Garrett and what? Trey. No, but and Trey Hendrickson from the Bengals also has twelve. But still, wow. Matt Judon's top five in top four in sacks this year. I think he was the best offseason pickup of any of any any team that signed anybody in free and agency. And I was at that Titans game. We just got that guy. And I yeah. swear to God, I saw more Matt Judon jerseys and red sleeves in that stadium than I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. He's made his mark in New England. And he's it's, become I, like a fan favorite. I swear it's the red sleeves because you can see the guy from a mile away, so you always know he's coming. And I, I think How could you not see him with the impact every he's time having, he, too? Every like, time he made a play, that stadium went absolutely nuts. And again, we just got him, and I already see the love. So I'm super happy about it. And again, mm-hmm. I'm wicked excited for the Patriots my, going to the my, playoffs. My other thing, too, is, like Jacob said, the mind on Mac Jones is something I noticed when I was watching the Titans game. The way that the way this guy can go through his progressions is unbelievable because there were, there was, there were multiple plays where they ran Kedrick Bourne out in the flats in a flat route. They had Jacoby Myers on a crosser, and they had John Smith going on a seam. And the way... That Mac Jones, especially pre-snap, was reading the defense, directing Jacoby Myers, looking at him, saying, "No, no, no, don't, don't check out of your route. Stay in your route. This guy's not blitzing. He, you know, just like picking people out and knowing exactly what's going on." He literally one play. Jacoby was like, "Oh, am I shifting? Am I checking out of my route?" Mac was like, "No, no, 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 no. stay, stay. This guy's not coming." Jacoby stays in his route on a, on a first down throw, gets it to him on an out route, goes. First down right there. The plays that he's made and the way that he can read defenses pre-snap, especially with how Josh McDaniels is setting him up, he is playing so much more. The playbook is being opened up more for him. He's making tight throws to Kendrick Bourne in the end zone. We saw it the last two weeks against the Browns and Titans. I am loving the way Mac Jones is Great playing. Great job by Bourne, too. What a player. Yeah, love, I, love, love to see a no-name guy just outperform. I think that Just Mac Jones it. right now, Peyton disagree with me, he's a Pats fan, but I believe Mac Jones right now, Offensive rookie of the year, no question. I think it's still Jamar Chase, depending on no. how hot he can stay. But it, he hasn't stayed hot. He's fallen off over the last few he's weeks. He's fallen off slightly, but he still, I, I think he still has 10 touchdowns on the year in 11 Dude, or 12 weeks. If, so. if Justin Herbert didn't have the year that he had last year, we would be saying this was like one of the best rookie years we've seen from a quarterback. I'm not no, kidding. I, because statistically, I mean, it's pretty— Yes, it, it, he's, yes he's and had, record-wise. He's had a good year, and his record is good. But I, I'm, I tend to side more with Jacob on this, where I just feel like he's done what he's needed to do to win games. Now they are starting to open up the playbook more and more for him 
slowly. So people are starting to realize, okay, this kid can actually throw the ball downfield. He can actually make a deep throw. He's not just throwing five yards to a flat. I don't think that's, he's been super. Yeah, he's been, earlier, he's been he's been fantastic. Yes, earlier, I can totally see him earlier, being a rookie. Earlier year, to be in the year, he was doing more of what he needed to do. I would argue right now the way that he's playing. I think that him and the, the, after the defense over the last two games, I would argue besides the defense, he or. Yeah, besides the defense, he's been the biggest reason they're winning these last two games. The I last completely few. agree. Because Mac, yeah, yeah, he's playing the, well. The run game is good, but Mac Jones is. They been got the, the Bills and the Colts and the Bills. These next three games are where if you think he's the rookie of the year, Bills Colts Bills is massive. Even if, if they he lose, wins, if, if he, he wins, if, if he wins two of these next three, and he I, plays well, and he plays well, I can completely see. I, I would probably say he is the rookie of the year because the Bills and the Colts are two good, very, in my opinion, very good teams. Um, but up to that point, I don't know. Yes, play these next three games. Jacob, real quick, as a guy that said we're going, I'm going to the Chiefs again. Real quick, as a guy that you know, kind of just knew they would figure it out. What do you point to exactly? Like, what are the few things that you've seen from them that we that would explain how they've turned it back on again? I think it's two things mainly. I think it's coaching. I think uh, you doubted Andy Reid a little bit too much. I think that he is a fantastic coach in the game of football, a great football mind. And secondary thing is that. He has now been able, Mahomes specifically, to spread the ball out more, which is what I said. And the thing is, with Hilaire coming back, he doesn't have to be explosive, but just having him there opens up a lot more because then you have to worry about the run game a lot more, and then that will open up Hill and Kelsey. They're being the players that they're supposed to be, Kelsey specifically. I mean, like, just the ability that Mahomes has to now have the ability to be safer than he was in recent years went, like— he can have the type of game that will either be four picks or 400 yards, but he doesn't always have to. And the more he realizes that, even has better shape they'll be in, and, and, and that's exactly what I think is happening that's with him specifically. Point. I, I want to give is. credit to their defense, too. Chris Jones has stepped up immensely over the yeah. last yep. few weeks, the and their defense has been better. Yep. Uh, we're going to move on to some hockey. Oh, perfect. I actually, I actually, I know the Rangers Whoa, just... Oh, you got something to talk? You got the, some the, I was Rangers, just going to comment on the Rangers beating the Flyers. They just won 4 eight, 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 eight of nine wins Maple for the New York Rangers. Maple Leafs are also 5-2 against Colorado. That puts the Maple Leafs in 10-1 and one in their last not 10 games. Or no, 11 games, sorry. Wow. Yeah. So one of my questions right now, I know I'm obviously not a huge hockey guy as much as these guys, but I am trying to get more into it, so I have a few questions for you guys. Yes, sir. The Rangers are obviously surging. They were 7-1 in their last eight, now 8-1 eight in their last nine games. They are now have about more than 30 points, top 10 in the league overall as a team. I want to ask you, is Igor Shosturkin the front runner to win the, uh, how do you say it? Vesna. The Vesna Trophy. I believe so, yes. I would say. I, I think it's pretty close between him and a few other guys, but if they keep going the way they are now, and he the, plays the, the way the, he's playing, the amount that they do rely on him and the job that he does tonight, he had 34 saves uh, and only let in one goal. And I think a lot of the other top guys in the league, like Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, I don't know who else we want to call out right now. If you have anybody off the top of your head, um, I don't <laughs> I know. Don't. Hold on, I know you don't. Let me, yeah. let me let me just give me give me a thought for a second. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I think I it's mean, just a trajectory lot, of him yeah, in general. Yeah, a lot of the top guys have just been completely very positive. inconsistent. Varlamov hasn't yeah. been around for the Islanders. Sorokin's been inconsistent. I think in terms of consistency at his age and just his talent level, it's not even close for me. Shesterkin's by far that guy. Gotcha. Um, all right, so I've mentioned to you off the show, I've mentioned the Calgary Flames a few times. Oh, I was going to talk about them, and no, Tino. And I know, but Tino. See, and, and right now— You want to know why they're good? No, but that's why I'm going to ask you. I'm saying, what do you think they're doing right now being first in the Pacific Conference? That's what I was going to talk yeah, about. I, well, okay. What do you think they're doing to the same level they're, of production they're, 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 they're one point ahead of 
the Oilers. Yeah, and they, they, play, and they, yeah, played, 30, and they played two more games yeah, than the Oilers. Yeah, I, so know, I would still, still give the Oilers the nod. But they're still top three in there. Yeah, they're still playing well. Why are they so good? One, their second line right wing, Andrew Mangiapane, has 17 goals, I believe, on the year, which is third or fourth leading in the league. He's, it's his third year in the league. He's absolutely breaking out. He only has two assists, but his guy, Mikel Backlund, the second line center, has been playing out of his mind. They're very deep down the middle. Elias Lindholm is their first line center. He's a great player. Backlund, also a very good player. Uh, and Sean Monahan is their third line center. Sean Monahan is probably the best third line center in the league. Sean Monahan could be a second line center on a lot of really good NHL teams, and they're very good defensively. Um, Hannafin, <laughs> Hannafin was underperforming for the first half of his career. I think he's been better as of late. Rasmus Anderson was in their farm league team up in Canada for a while, and he's developed really well. He runs their power play now, and I think he's a great defenseman. He's a little bit smaller, but he's very good on the offensive side of the puck. Yeah. And then Tanev's good to have deep. Zadorov and Good Branson are also very good to have deep. Their goalie, Markstrom, hot and cold, but he's been hot as of late. He's honestly another guy that could get the Vesna just because of how many games he's won. Um, but yeah, they're just all around stout, especially down the middle with Lindholm, Backlund, and Monaghan. Yeah. Then obviously you have Goudreau, who's been on fire in terms of points. Kachuk is good, and he's tough, one. Um, there's not as a lot of tough scoring guys in the league. Brady and Matthew Kachuk, the brothers, are probably the toughest guys that are also very skilled offensively. So he's a huge piece to have. One on the power play in front of the net, two on the PK, just because he has that scoring and skating ability, but he also can hit and fight. Um, Coleman's been overperforming, honestly, but he was on a Lightning team that won two cups in a row last year. Yeah. So they're just a very, very, very deep team overall. Lucic on the fourth line is also beautiful to have another tough guy. They're tough. They're good defensively. They're good down the middle. They have good scores, good goaltending, decent enough defense. I don't think they're better than the Oilers, but they're a very well-rounded team, and Jacob, I think that's why they're I that good. I want to ask you, obviously, Peyton listed all the reasons they're good. Do you think they'll sustain this level, not necessarily staying in the first spot, but staying in the top three, top five? Yeah, I I, th- I think they're I think they're a playoff team this year, but I don't know if they'll stick around and win that division. No, I think uh, the Oilers are above them. I would say the Oilers. Yeah, are, the Golden Knights definitely have a chance to come scratch back. And, I would say those two and the make reason, a play. And the reason I brought them up as is well as the when Ducks. I've, as well when as the Ducks. I've, when I've mentioned them to you in the past before, you're always like the Flames, the Flames. Come on, the Flames. Like, and I was like, I look today, I'm like, wait, hold, hold on a second. They're still first. I mean, obviously, again, the Oilers are there, but they're still top three, like you know, talent wise in their conference. So that's why I brought them up. Just I know you were gonna bring them up. Anyway, they're well-rounded you. team in their six, two and two yeah. in their last ten, which is a good record in their last ten. The two teams that I think would be the above them in the, the Knights, the Oilers and the Knights, and I think the Ducks and them will be fighting for that three to four. I think the good. Flames are three, the Ducks are four. All right, they're still there. Uh, both of you, who is now that we're you know most teams are twenty games into the season, barring any teams that have COVID issues, but still we're about twenty games in. Who is the best player in hockey right now? Oof. Any position, McDav- best McDav- best player in hockey, McDavis, or, or it could be Drysaddle. Aren't they both? They're, they're both. They're on the same yeah. team. So. I'd say. I'd say probably McDavid right now. I think. That, I think McDavid's just the best player in general. Yeah, I, I think if there's one player that you'd want on your team, it's him. And I think if there's one player that if you were going to a game and you'd want to watch, it'd be him. He's the ultimate entertainer with the puck. But, and it's not even just that. It's the fact that the production that he has too is just unmatched. Yeah, their power play having over a their, point a game. Their power play is something like forty percent right now. Yeah, which a, a good power play is twenty five percent, and like forty percent is almost record breaking. I believe in power play statistics, which is nuts. That means when you're on the power play, you're almost have you know a fifty percent chance of ten percent away from fifty percent chance of scoring, which is absolutely insane. Um, I had a question for like our personal topics that we brought in, yeah, and you I guys had, can go. I had my no, but I had to exclude NHL from it because. You'll understand when I tell my question, but McDavid, the gap between McDavid and the next guy is so wide. Just like, talent level, especially. Yeah, yeah like, like when you look at the NBA and NFL, if you were going to have like a first overall pick, you know what I mean? Like it could be, there could be the There's base. so many guys but you could pick. But with hockey, it's it's. 
I, I don't. I, I don't. Crosby's not there anymore. You don't no, think? No, 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 no. Crosby's been falling. Crosby's fallen off. I think he has four points in it. Like would Drysaddle be the next guy up behind McDavid? You think? Yes. Like the same team? Yes, I would. Yes, I would say so. Jacob, yeah. What about you? Think Drysaddle's there behind him, or you, would you say somebody else is above him? You could go. You could go. Drysaddle. Right Ov. You go. Actually, can you oh. hear me right now? He can't hear me. Never mind. Is Ovechkin still there? Ovechkin. Uh, is he okay? It's Drysaddle. It's McDavid, Drysaddle, Ovechkin, Kucherov. Oh yeah, I forgot Kucherov on the Lightning. Yeah, I'm curious what you think about Jesus, his list when dude. he gives though. Like, what do you like? What Panarin's do you think? there. Barkov's there. up there. Huberto's there. Marshawn's there. Pasternak's there. Marshawn from the Bruins, right? But there's yeah. a gap. Barzell might be up there too. No, not in points. I mean, not. not I mean, not, not, for, not for this year in terms of points. Not tough. What are we exactly debating? No, I'm not. I'm He's saying best not, players in the league right now. Yeah, I said probably best not player. So I mean, yeah, there's a Crosby's hurt. Dude, it, it's like, hurt. For me, it's it, it, it's McDavid, Drysaddle, and then everybody else, and, and and kind of like you can throw Cooch in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. you could throw Pasternak in his prime. You could throw Hedman in there for defenseman. Kale McCarr is very good. Adam Fox on his day is very good. Vasilevsky as a goalie is very good. Shesterkin as well for a young guy would probably be my pick for younger guys. Barkov down in Florida is extremely underrated in terms of a guy that plays minutes. Um. Like time on ice per night, Barkov sits at somewhere around twenty-seven to twenty-eight minutes of ice per night for a forward that is absolutely insane. He consistently double shifts on first and second line, playing center both ways. For a guy that's six three, two twenty-five, that big, that strong, that fast, plays that many minutes, you're going to be hard pressed to find a guy that's that consistent in the league. So yeah. Barkov for me is my underrated guy. That's as good as Drysaddle or McDavid, but it's Drysaddle and McDavid one and two. Those it's are all my questions. You guys can go, on, you know, whatever tangent you guys want to go on. So and just talk about just some le- no, just some notes I had from NHL. The Maple Leafs are sixteen six and one and nine and one in their last ten. Now ten and one in their last eleven, being the Avalanche tonight, putting them atop the Atlantic above the Panthers and the Lightning, who we had extremely high. John Tavares leads the team with twenty two points in twenty two games. John Tavares has been extremely underwhelming since he came. Well, not extremely underwhelming. I guess that's. A I little, mean, I'd say. I mean, he, he has been underwhelming in his in his in his Toronto you know years. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, absolutely, like, I don't think like, that's wrong he, at all. Yeah, so twenty-two points in twenty-two games to lead the team is very good for John Tavares, and I, I think it's a good step in the right direction for him. Hopefully, Matthews and Tavares are tied for the team lead with ten goals. Um, so they're spreading the puck around a lot. Marner, uh, Nylander, Matthews, Kerfoot, Morgan, Riley. Some guy Murphy Bunting, who I didn't even know, is now has fifteen or so points yeah. on their team. So they're very their offense has been spread around, which is the thing that the Maple Leafs were lacking the most. They've always been good, but it's always been a Marner Matthews show, and everybody else seems to have a massive drop off. But now that they're consistently getting points between two or three lines, they're putting a couple wins together, and they look the best they've had they've they've looked in the past few years to me at least. So big news for the Maple Leafs, and hopefully they can continue because they're they're much better than they've ever played. Um, in my opinion, at Any least. Any notes from you, Jacob, for what you've seen over, you know, in the NHL in general, storylines, anything you had to... Well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a lot about the Oilers' goaltender. Um, Koskinen. Yeah, and how, you know, how he could be huge for them this season. And I thought he had, honestly has been pretty good from what I've seen. I agree. That's the deal, sh- break. That's the deal break between the Flames and the Oilers and even the Golden Knights is the Golden Knights and, and, and the Flames have two very, at least for me, more solidified goaltenders than the Oilers. Um which would be Markstrom and Leonard. I think Markstrom and Leonard are both better than Koskinen, but if Koskinen can get hot, I think the Oilers offensively are leaps and bounds ahead of those two teams. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention, the Capitals are top of the Metro, 14-4-5, and five, five overtime losses, which is kind of weird. If they didn't have, the, have those five overtime losses, they'd be a lot higher. So very scary offensively. They found a way to lose to Florida last night after having a four-goal lead. Right, Jacob? 
Unbelievable. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But yeah, the Capitals look very good. Also, the Wild lead the Central now, 15-6-1. They've played very well their last 10 games. Kirill Kaprizov is on a hot streak in his second year in the NHL after getting a $9 million deal, which a lot of people were thought was slightly overpaid. I still think it's overpaid. But I don't know, Jacob, if you've watched Kaprizov play before, you know much about him. But he is one of the best young players in the league. Yep. He is absolutely dynamic skating with the puck stick handling him and Zuccarello have a great combination on the power play the wild in general look good with Talbot and net and the younger guy Capo um and I think they're a really good team going forward if Kaprizov can keep his head on right and just continue to rack up points because talent wise he's probably top five in the league at least in the next five years so all right that was a good little run there from Peyton for hockey Jacob you and I are going to get into some basketball we had a huge Huge game last night. Suns Warriors, the previously eighteen and two, now eighteen and three Warriors are now uh well Suns have first seed at eighteen and three. The Suns won last night in the desert in Phoenix. You watched the game with me. What did you see? I think, How Phoenix the, I think that was the worst game I ever saw uh, Steph play in my it whole was, life. It was his worst shooting game ever, ever. With a minimum uh, of 20 it, shots, worst shooting game ever. I think it was just the worst game in general. He looked defeated. Yeah. Uh, you could just tell he wasn't going to make a shot. You just knew he didn't even want to shoot. They weren't even getting involved, getting him involved towards the end of the game. But honestly, I think there's more to talk about in terms of positivity for the Suns than negativity for the Warriors. Because honestly... These Phoenix Suns are one of the most complete, just well-coached, great basketball teams I've seen in a long time. I yeah. mean, the way they defend the one through five. They, they can like, switch everything. That's how they defend. They, like, there's not one time like that I've watched them play yet this season. I, I've seen them actually twice in the last week because they had my Knicks on Friday, which they just— who they just absolutely steamrolled over. That was the only team the Knicks got badly beat by. And then the great win against the Warriors. And they the don't Nets have too, they, beat. they don't have one hole in their team. They have a great coach. They have their two all-star, you know, franchise players right now. Aiton looks great. And more importantly than anything, the bench, Jay Crowder. Oh my goodness. He's a starter, Cam John. Though. I mean, all these guys. Yeah, I mean, but Jay you know what I mean? Or, 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 or role, role players. players. Yeah, role yeah. players are, are just Unbelievable. I mean, my, my, really, it's, it's it's incredible what they've my, been able to put together. They they've t- they tied a franchise record last night with 17 wins in a row. They're gonna make they're gonna look to make that 18 against the Pistons on Thursday, which they'll do. And they have the Warriors again in Golden State on Friday, which will be another huge game. I have a slight NBA question for you. What? After Steph's worst shooting performance of his career, do you still see him as the MVP? And do you still see the Warriors as better than the Suns going I, forward? I see Curry as the MVP undoubtedly because this is this is my thing. Do you realize how much of an aberration what happened last night was? He shot four, a rarity. It, forget rarity. What was the word it's, aberration? Yeah, it was it's an aberration. It's a great word. Four for 21 from the field, three for 14 from three. He had 12 points, only two assists. The main reason, this is this is my thing. I said the Suns were going to win last night, and I named one player who would be the X factor, and it turned out that he was. Small forward Mikhail Bridges. He is 6'7 with a 7'1 wingspan. <laughs> this guy is long, he's lanky, <laughs> and you saw he was defending Steph Curry. Pause. But... <laughs> He was defending Steph Curry, bothering Steph Curry. He was getting in his shot space. You saw towards the end of the first the first half, uh, Curry on a three pointer. DeAndre Ayton switched on to him, blocked him at the at the three point line with He's his overwhelmed leg. by that girl. Yeah. It's- <laughs> a little Skip Bayless quote there. Anyway, DeAndre Ayton did a great job of switching on him last night. Mikhail Bridges guarding him one-on-one had a huge block at the end of the first half. Just overall, the Suns defensively, they, they held the Warriors to 96 points. Think about that. The best shooting team in the girth. NBA. Can you? Enough. <laughs> 
the best shooting team in the NBA with the best shooter of all time held them to 96. Jacob, like how often do you see a team get held under 100 points? Not that is, often. That's Never. great defense. And Chris Paul did a great job closing the game, being a veteran, being a playmaker. Jay Crowder hit big-time shots. Phoenix overall as a team looks great. I think they're going to they're going to be the Pistons on Friday. I do believe the Curry and the, I do believe the Curry and the Warriors will get their revenge against the Suns on Friday. Jacob, I don't know if you feel the same because I thought that the Suns would win last night at home. They would they would mess up with the Warriors. Yeah, I were could doing. see that for sure. But I see the Warriors, Steve Kerr adjusting. They watch film, they see what went wrong. They try to get Curry in better situations, not allow him to get um not allow him to get trapped as much. I do think they're Kerr's going to have to do a hell of a coaching job to get around the Phoenix Suns' length because that defense is insane. The way they can switch one through five, like you said, between Crowder, Book, and think about this. Booker didn't even play the entire second half and then you still win that game without your leading scorer. That's impressive. And that shows that how great this team is and playing in their roles between campaign cam johnson javale mcgee off the bench they are a great overall team i think right now to answer your second part of the question they are better than the warriors right now right. without without clay and wiseman this team is better because we see that when curry when curry is stopped not much else yeah not much else going on yeah wiggins struggled like that that's the suns in a seven game series right at this moment i would go with phoenix gotcha. right at this moment All but right. we'll move on the Knicks, obviously, your Knicks losing a heartbreaker to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, just analyze how that game went, what you saw from you know Randall, just all the players in general. Yeah, I mean, I can't be too unhappy about it. The Nets are a great team. You know, they're fifteen, and, East, fifteen yeah. and six right now. Um, I was very happy as usual. Knicks fans absolutely dominated Barclays Center. They are no matter what until the Nets win a championship. New York's team. Woo. Sorry, Woo. but it's true. <laughs> Bing bong, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, they look good. Randall, just not confident. Again, he he really, like... He seemed kind of mad. He, he seemed mad. I mean, oh, well, he just lost it completely. You saw the press the conference, what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Thibodeau wasn't happy either in general. You know, that, that call was a bit much. M- Mitch really could have went straight up. Did get mostly the ball. Whatever. Point I think is, that was a clean foul call. Generally, yeah. generally, this is the type of game that can only work positively for a team like the Knicks. I think it'll motivate them. I think they'll want to come out and destroy whoever the Knicks opponent is. And I, I think they'll feel like they can after a two-point loss to yeah. the Brooklyn Nets, who are, who are the best Harden, team. So. Uh, when they were, and the Brooklyn Nets were playing well. Yeah, I, I mean, just, Harden hasn't were, played that well all I was, season. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was just going to so say, far. you beat me to That had to be his ah, best game of the year. I, like, I beat you to the Flames ah, thing. You beat me to that. I gotcha. was just going to say... I was so happy to see James Harden actually have a great scoring game. I was sick and tired of watching the guy go one for ten, one for seven from three. Yeah, he looked great. He, he was, was in his bag, had some ankle breakers, was you know hitting his floaters, and he missed. Yeah, a, he, he was, missed. He missed a good amount of shots that Harden can hit. I don't even think last night was the peak of what we'll see from him this year because he missed plenty of shots that he can make. I just think how many games will he yeah. have the chances to shoot? We'll that see. Many yeah, shots because again. because Probably last night last night till the end, KD was struggling, and I will say if. If Katie and Harden are both on, watch out because Patty Mills, listen, their bench is not deep. Patty Mills gave him great minutes last night. Bruce Brown helped out a little bit. L.A. was hitting his mid-range shots. The Nets are hitting their stride a little bit in an Eastern Conference where they're right now, maybe besides Milwaukee and Chicago, there's nobody else that I look at that might be on the Nets level as of right now. No. It is tough. Listen, my and I didn't even mention Miami. I was Miami, say Miami's the other team. Miami. There is big breaking news though with the Miami Heat. Bam out of bio to get surgery on oh. his thumb 
he will be out for about four to six oh, weeks. Which, surgery, so yeah, it's four surgery. to six. But like, it, no, but it hurts them. It's on his thumb, but it does hurt them, though, especially on his shooting hand, too. I was going to say it's on his shooting hand. It's on his right hand, hand. yeah. yeah that's bad. It, it is big for them because for four to six weeks without Bam out of bio, one of the best centers in the league defensively, especially, that hurts. Joe Harris also out getting ankle surgery. He'll be out four to eight weeks for the Nets. Yeah. So you see the Nets in heat dealing with a little bit of an injury bug there. But overall, the Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Like I said at the start of the year, I had friends telling me, not Jacob, Jacob agreed with me that the Knicks would be like a four to six seed. I, I had friends telling me the Knicks were a top two, three team in the East. I said, you're out of your mind. Shane. You have, yeah, Shane Franklin. Sorry, buddy, we're going to out you here. <laughs> that was just abysmal. You have. What are you saying, that you don't think they could get fourth still? No, he said they were going to be a top two, top three team in the East. I said, and I told you their ceiling is four, maybe, and their and their bottom is like six, maybe, I said. And you agreed with me on that. They can maybe no, get, right. They could maybe get fourth. Maybe. My thing is right now I look at teams that I think are better than them. Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. I think Charlotte right now is on par, if not a little bit better, with LaMelo's playmaking. I think Philadelphia with Embiid back could be on par with the Knicks. So that's about five teams right there I named, five or six, that are right there. So the Knicks are going to be in the mix, but they are by no means dominant in the way many people might think in terms of the Eastern Conference. There are a lot of teams that are better. I'm going to move on. We're going to talk about the Lakers. Actually, no, excuse me. I want to go to the Timberwolves. My T-Wolves that I said were going to be a six seed at at the worst and possibly better than the Clippers and the Mavericks. They are now tied with the Clippers and the Grizzlies for fifth in the conference. They are a game back of the Mavericks. They've won seven out of their last eight. At last, I checked, they were beating the Wizards at halftime tonight. Towns had 15. Edwards playing well. D'Angelo Russell came back. I told you when they were all healthy, they were going to be good. They are now 11-10. and 10. The Timberwolves are streaking. Tell me, what do you think about my take? Because right now, I'm feeling pretty darn good about what I said about the T-Wolves. I think you're full of it. No, how am I full of it? I just gave you the dude. Russell's averaging seven assists right now. Edwards is getting his... Sh- he's scoring more efficiently. Towns is a top three center in the league. They have Maybe good- it'll be the eight seed. What eights, dude? Come on, man. You got to like... Who, okay, I don't, I look, look, the argument... The argument was Mavericks and Clippers. And they're right now on par with both of them. It's been right. 20 games, yeah, Tito. This is where we evaluate teams and see what they're like. They're Really? Tra- really? Yes, I Really? So you oh, think we can evaluate? If they're above the Mavericks and the Clippers, then you have a, a better argument. But they're Wait in- a second. We said this at the beginning of the year. What, when is the time that you start to see the trend of where teams are going to be heading? What, how many games you in the You say that out of your... But no, you agree with me. Don't give me 20 games. I, it's been 20 games. They've won, their last, they've won seven of the last They played one four. Yeah, that is eight. your by Excuse far me. most relevant Excuse stat. And the, the fact eight. that Russell is healthy and that I said when the three Let's see who they played. Okay, fine. Bottom line is the beating NBA teams. No, I mean, look, I, the truth is. They're beating is, NBA teams. First off, and no, and no, and I thought they were beating oh, WNBA teams. Why? Because, but, but we'll still do it. It is a serious take that I have. Name the last eight. Okay, so that streak started after they lost to the Suns. Okay, then they beat the Kings. The Kings suck. Okay. They beat the Spurs. They suck. They beat the Grizzlies. They suck. The, what do you mean the Grizzlies? What, what do you mean they suck? The they have John okay, Morant. they're 8-8. Eight eight. I'm sorry. No, I'm they're 11-10. Well, uh, they were 8-8 eight eight at the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. okay. Not, they don't suck. Okay, okay. So they beat... The, well, well, how close was the game? What was the score? They, they blew them out. Oh, okay, all right. Then they beat the Pelicans. Okay, fine. They... They beat the Heat. That's their best win yeah, by far. Yeah, that's a good win. Then by they 12. lost by 12 to the Hornets. No, I'm okay. sorry. They lost by 22 to the Hornets. All right, the Hornets are a good team. They're 13-10. and 10, Top five in the East. <laughs> they are. I know <laughs> they that. Are, he's right. So, I mean, 
I'm I not wouldn't wrong. say they're a good team. Yes, yeah, so what do you mean they're not a good team? They're on par with the Knicks, if not better. They're a decent team. They're, give me, keep going. They're a decent team. Can you keep going? They beat Philly by one in okay, OT. Okay, that's a good win. When they beat the Pacers by two, Great. and then they lost to the Wizards. Oh, they lost tonight to the Wizards? Yeah, they oh, lost by damn. eight. Okay, they were up at halftime. But okay, regardless. Right, so they lose tonight. <laughs> Your point is destroyed, too. Oh, yeah, okay, because of one loss. Bottom line is they're 11 and 11. They're right in the thick of things in the Western okay, Conference. Okay, so you still, the think, they can, that you, you still yes, think they'll finish? You think they will finish above the Mavericks and the Clippers? I think there's still a great chance that could happen. Yes, I'm still confident in that pick. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I, I think you're unbelievable. His face, okay. his face when he said that makes me think he's not as confident Why don't we as Leon. I made that I face. Am. I made that face. I have the two of you bozos smiling and laughing at me. That's why. That's a great point. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't <laughs> I think it's that crazy of a take. I think you're underestimating the value of these two number one picks, the role players that they have, and the impact of D'Angelo Russell. It's a big who, three. It is a big three. I don't know why you guys think it's not a big three. It is. <laughs> it is 100% a big three. What big three do you know might not have any three out of the three in the All-Star game this year? What are you talking about? Talent's going to be an All-Star. Ch- there's a chance all three of them don't make the All-Star team. I there's promise you D'Lo won't. Okay, obviously he won't. I'm saying Edwards most likely won't, and Cat's yeah. a 50-50 right down the line. Depending how they evaluate the other big men, yeah, I didn't we know, know Jokic I, and Davis will be in over. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know All Star games that are popularity contests are like now Ooh, becoming a. Oh, they're not. I mean, oh, but I didn't know that was becoming uh, a judgment. Once now. again, oh, every oh, big three that we've wow. talked about, every big three that we've talked about, two big two, four, whatever you want to talk about, we're talking about Hall of Fame players. Yeah, they might. These be guys a, might not even be All Stars. So here's the argument: they might be a big three, but they're not cool. They're not a big three, they're though. Not cool. What they're not popular. Yes. Okay, but that's nobody because, likes them. That's because nobody knows about them. I'm they're trying to bring awareness three, to show not. that they're actually good. They're not a big three. Okay, fine. No one Where, wants to hear about I'm your done, awareness. I, I'm done with this topic because you guys don't understand what I'm talking about. What you're talking We're about. going to the Lakers, who, by the way, the Timberwolves are better than right now. Actually, no, they're not. You Lakers are a better. Fan. Sorry, can you zip it? <laughs> Lakers. Moving on from the T Wolves, Lakers have the 27th ranked defense in the NBA. That's terrible. They're they're Ew. they're so bad on defense. They're 12 and 11. So bad. LeBron recently just tested positive for COVID. They're coming off. Oh, of, they're great. coming off like their first blowout win all year against the Kings last night. Can I ask a question before you keep going? Yeah. Um, what do you think once LeBron leaves the Lakers? Like, what's the Lakers outlook? I don't really care. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm okay. not a Lakers fan. But I'll answer the question. No, no, no. Lakers right now. The thing is. I mean, listen, they, they moved, their outlook isn't great because they moved all of their young assets and saying, picks like, for Westbrook and Davis. So their outlook is not great, especially because ever since Davis won the championship, he is putting up some of the, forget worst career numbers, worst numbers in NBA history in terms of shooting the ball. He is putting up some of the worst numbers ever in three-point shot and just field goal percentage in general. He's not playing well. He seems like a days ago, doesn't care that much. Ever since he won the championship, and he's in L.A., he's like, all right, I'm kicking my feet up. I'm not going to, like, yeah. he's just, he doesn't care. Bottom line is their outlook is not great because they have, they're they the oldest team in the NBA. The reason I ask is because I feel like that team is made by LeBron and it's going to be broken by LeBron. That's what happens. All the, like, that, that, like, that typically I, happens. And I feel like they, they like, L.A. as an organization, con- as an organization con- consciously, like, made that decision. No, they, they, were like, no, they, you know they bought into now. Yep, we're they got, bring, rid, of, but, but they now, got rid of Lonzo, Ingram, Randall, Kuzma, you everybody. You win one, you don't win this year, you don't win next year, and then it's like... There it is. That, that, and, that, then, that's and, the then, thing. and then he leaves, and now you have to deal with five years of rebuild before you're even back and in contention. The, and, it's that, just like, and that's what Cleveland had to do. Yeah, he, true. Miami that's had to do the same thing, but because they had a godly GM and Pat Riley and a godly coach and Eric Spolstra, they turned, it, they turned it around like that. Yeah. So that's the one case where LeBron left and didn't leave it in shambles. And it He's, wasn't just LeBron in that yeah. scenario. It was D-Wade it was, and yeah, Bosch. But, yeah, but LeBron, LeBron left. LeBron bought yeah. that team together, and then he left. Bottom line is, because Wade was still there even after LeBron left, and yeah. Bosch was, then he had the whole issue with his... Um, 
uh, blood clots and everything that he was dealing with health-wise. Yeah. So it was mainly LeBron. LeBron left Cleveland twice, sent them into shambles twice. The Lakers now, he'll send them. I think he'll send them in the shambles too. LeBron's not. The Lakers are not going to be great after LeBron leaves because Davis is only going to get older. Westbrook is already thirty-two. Norris old. Melo's old. Howard, Rondo, all of them are old. They're, you know what I mean? They're not. They're, their outlook is not great by any means at all. So yeah, but right, I'm talking about right now. Jacob, can they be a top four team in the West? I think it's very. I, th- I think everything about them is very worrisome right now. I, I honestly see them slotting in at more of a five or six with the way Even things are going. Even lower than that, possibly. I mean, you have the Suns and the Warriors. That's for sure. Yep. And then honestly, the Jazz. Okay, hundred percent. Regular Jazz season, over. much always great in regular season. It's we a know. Team. Nuggets will be right around there if they if Jokic can stay healthy though. That, the that's that's their. Uh, <laughs> I'm just messing. You know, with there's you. no way. Can you just keep, there's I, no way I the Timberwolves to, finish I, above the Lakers. I didn't mean to go off on it. Just right. get you on a tangent. Keep going. Yeah, and, and I think I think you know the that's Mavericks and the Clippers. Yeah, it's yeah. four right there, and the Mavericks and the Clippers and them will be the next three. And I think and it the could Grizzlies go any could be there. any yep. any order out of those three. I think it's really up in the air right now. But I I could certainly finish them. See them finishing as low as six, or even in the play-in as a seven. Maybe they could. They honestly they were they, last they, year. Yeah, they could. They it, were last year. It's 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 a really bad situation because they're first Ooh, they off, play the Clippers next. On I know Friday, Friday night. yeah. It it oh. is it is bad because I keep thinking about the fact. I, it is sorry. It, it is Timberwolves. You said no. What you said something. Never mind. Okay, it is bad though that LeBron. Or, sorry, it's worth mentioning. LeBron has missed half their games with with an abdomen injury. He was out because of the suspension Cramps. after. Ab, yeah. Okay. Can abdomen you, injury. Just Did stop it. Okay. <laughs> and he then got stabbed in the abdomen. Okay, can you shush? Let me finish. And then he got suspended after the altercation with Isaiah Stewart. Now he's out because of COVID. They have not had their by far best player for half their games this year. They've been four and seven without him. It's one hell of an elbow, though. Okay. Bottom line is a, a large part of this it has was. a large part of this has to be attributed to the fact that LeBron has not been there. So. Yes, the team as a whole is not playing great with Westbrook. He hasn't been amazing, yeah. but not having LeBron hurts them it's tremendously. Kind of why I asked that question because I've seen without them how poorly they've been, and it just it's so. And when like, he leaves, yeah, he really did like it's that LeBron. Team, that LeBron team elevates is every LeBron team. And every team is LeBron no, that he's ever I, been on. It's like at this point, it almost feels like, especially with this LA deal and the way the team is structured, it's like this team is for LeBron, and once he is gone, it will like completely dissipate and just like. I, like who, yeah. do you, who do you keep? Like you said, it's the oldest team in the league. That's, what do you have to move from there? That's like going to be something that's going to be decided when LeBron leaves, and we don't know when that's going to be. Obviously, but like whenever his contract Still, is up, even if he's hurt, like if he gets hurt, you know what I mean? Like he's been, not, he's been hurt. What if he had a long time? See, he tears an ACL. He yeah. does any, anything. Okay. It's like wow. Yeah, sorry. Right, let's. But yeah, really. no. But LeBron, I know you don't. I do. The bottom <laughs> I don't line wish is, well, well on anybody. But. I know, but yeah, no. LeBron. Bottom line is, last year he had the, he had the ankle injury. This year he has the ab stuff going on. Everything. It's just overall, cramps. he's okay. Again, cramp. Whatever. He has ab cramps. Ab bottom stuff. line is, LeBron has been a little bit more injury prone. Age is kind of catching up to him a little bit in terms of that. I think so. Been, yeah, because he's been able to stay healthy. And I think now it's he's catching not. up to him on the court too. It's caught up with Tom no, Brady he's been, as well. No, but he's been uh, he's been playing well though. Generally he's, though. On the, I'm saying more injury wise that he was never right. getting hurt before now, and then right. in the last two years that he's gotten in his 37, 38, he is getting a little more hurt. But no. we're gonna see how it goes. Back. I hate to jump to football, but you're talking about LeBron. I just started thinking about Brady. Um, no, you're fine. They, they, yeah. they, they beat the Giants by what 20 points last week. It was 30 yeah. to 10, and then they beat the Saints by a score, 38 to 31. The like, Colts, you mean? The Colts. You said Saints here, yeah, Colts. Oh my anyway. bad, Colts. Um. Like what do we think of Tom? He's looked old, like he's he's obviously won games and he's looked okay. He's looked fine. They, they're still winning. 
but I've watched the games and he's looked a little shaky to me. Um, just his reads, his speed, the way he like he was his draw, fast. his no, but he he, he looks he <laughs> looks the ball. I know what you mean. Yeah, he yeah. looks even slow. Like it's not. It was never a physical slowness for Brady, but you almost see like a little bit of a mental grudge now. And I, I I'm never. I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, Tom Brady's heading towards the cliff, and here it comes. Like I'm gonna predict it. But Max Kellerman. I kind of like see it a little bit do you, more. Jacob, do you do you see the same way he sees it? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes a lot of the decisions he's making is because his mind isn't working at the rate that I mean, sorry, his body is not working at the rate that his mind is. Agreed. And that probably is another year or two away from having a true effect, but I can certainly see a slight, slight change. And I I, I, I don't think it would be for another two to three years. But I do think, in general, there could be a slight downward trajectory. I'll say right now, I think both. I think not necessarily you, but what you're saying. I don't want to call you crazy, but I don't think I'm I'm ready to do this yet. And I here's the main reason why he was without two of his top targets for weeks, and he still was without AB right now. Gronk and AB. He was without Gronk for how long? At, at stretches of the year, you still get Brayton OJ Howard, their no, no, guy. They're some I, great no, 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 tight ends. No, no, but listen to me. Even we, but we know this that in the first game Gronk comes back, even though Fournette was the main reason they won the game. <laughs> Excuse me. Gronk goes for like six catches, 160 yards. Yeah. This guy is Brady's guy. This is who Brady looks for. And we saw that he looked, trust me, in the Colts game, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. He looked a lot better with Gronk on the field. Yeah. And listen, at 44, you need guys that you want to be on the field. You'll need that. But it's almost like we saw this in the Super Bowl last year. He favors the guys that he brought with him over the guys that were already there. The guys he trusts. He goes to Fournette more. He go and even passing game. He goes to Fournette more. He goes to AB more. He goes to Gronk more Mm. rather than Evans, Godwin, Brait, Howard, and Miller. That's 100% a fact if you look at his target rate of who he throws to. Without A.B., without Gronk, he looked a hell of a lot worse than he does now. When he gets A.B. back, office ankle injury, Gronk is now back. Trust me, over the next few weeks, he will look better. I'll eat my words if he doesn't, right. but I Fair. trust in Brady with these with getting these guys back. Fair. A large part of his struggles was the fact that he lost his two most coveted targets, and that's 100% like what I, I think that's valid. It's crazy to say that when you have guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the team that those are his two but most it's a comfort thing. Tar- yeah, and it's weird because like talent wise, I'd say that Evans it's and Godwin. Talent, yeah, but it's Al- at least now Evans and Godwin for their age are more talented than AB and Gronk are at but the Brady moment. But Brady almost like brings out the talent within them. Yeah, it's like he, it's a, they, he understands them so well that he he's just played. He took. AB into his home. He's played with Grok since he was like for like 15 years yeah. of his career. It's yeah. like it, you know what I mean? Like it's you can't you people undervalue so much what guys like that mean to him as opposed to having guys like Godwin because you could say talent, talent all you want. We've seen it with the Rams. You bring in talent, yeah. not really working. Yeah, it's like obviously I'm I'm not comparing Evans and Godwin to OBJ. I'm making the try to make the overarching point that talent or sorry comfort and and um. Oh my God! Familiarity—that's yep, the word I was it. looking that's for. It. Familiarity sometimes can trump just over overall talent. Is I my agree. my point? I think that's I think point. we shouldn't overreact to Brady. I think he's still All got right. a lot of good football left in him. You brought me back. Yeah. So we're gonna go to baseball, Jacob, our baseball guy. I want to ask you most of these questions that me and you will chime in as we go. I think so far what's been the biggest signing of free agency, Max Scherzer signing the biggest deal that a pitcher has ever signed in MLB history to the New York Mets, three years, $130 million. What does this do for the Mets, Jacob? Um, I think that um, Steve Cohen, you know, the owner of the Mets, felt as though the fan base needed something to get excited about, and that's surely what this is. I think Scherzer 
I don't think anyone's worth that money, that amount of money. But if someone was, it'd probably be him. But Hall in general, picture. in general, I think some people, and I'll say some because not all, are a little too high on the Mets. I think this makes them better. I think this makes them a likely wild card team. Yeah, but I cannot see them winning more games than the Atlanta Braves this year, which a lot of people are expecting them to win the division now. I think in general, their five through nine in their lineup, I think is I think their batting lineup in general is very top heavy. Guys like Davis, Conforto, and others are huge question marks. They have their guys Alonzo, Lindor, and a few others. Now Starling Marte. That was that was perhaps as big, if not slightly bigger for them to get the contact hitting and center fielding of Starling Marte. He's an unbelievable player. Up, yeah. And they're not paying him too much money either, which gave them the opportunity to get Scherzer. Don't get me wrong. They by far had a top three offseason, and they're going to win a lot more games than last year. I don't think they're going to make serious noise, but I think they could slip in in the wild card. What is That's the, what my do, realistic thoughts what, on them. What does that do for the Dodgers, though, in losing Scherzer on the flip side? Of I, think it, I, I, think, I think it does more than people think. I think Kershaw and his injuries and his age are seriously concerning, and, and, and if he is not like at least a decent fraction of what, what he can be, their, their rotation isn't as, you know— Strong as it as it was, obviously without Scherzer, and and that will matter. Yeah. There's no way that that doesn't matter for a team as good as your lineup is. You, you can't win a World Series without at least three pitchers pitching and that, up to and, par. And losing and losing and probably the best pitcher in the MLB right now. Lose, maybe, yeah, maybe besides Degrom, like that that's huge. And now they're on the same team. Ex- yeah, exactly. That, that's going to be a hell of a deal. Having a pitcher, imagine being in a playoff series against those two and having to pitch one night against Scherzer and then De- or sorry, hit against Scherzer one night and Degrom the next. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do it. That'd be insane. Yeah. Um, my other thing too, Texas Rangers. The two signings they got, Marcus Simeon, seven years, $175 million, and then shortstop Corey Seager, another huge loss for the Dodgers, 10 years, 325 They could pay to combined 17 years, $500 million for these two players. Simeon can play second, Seager at shortstop. Jacob, what do these two pickups do for the Rangers? Do you think it, like how you said, the pickup for Scherzer for the Mets doesn't really propel them into, like, you know, top of the, top of the um, NL? Do you think for the Rangers in the AL— does this do anything for them in their division? Does it propel them up? Like, what do these two pickups do? Um, I, You know, you can't say that it won't improve them. I think they're not really ready. I think their pitching staff is not good enough. I think that they are not deep enough in general. I think they will probably go from, I'm sure they didn't win more than 75 games. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll be right around a 500 baseball club if I had so to predict. So, so you, don't think, you don't think these two I think moves, they'll have a huge impact. They, 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 I, I, but meaning like playoff Wise, yeah, I, like, I think perhaps the biggest thing for them more than anything is now they have a they, they have a name and they they have something about their team to love and yeah, they have too, something yeah, yeah. that they can pitch to other players because they are still a ways away because they because they were one of the worst teams in the league this year. Yeah. But it does help in terms of the rest of the AO because they're not a team that that division is going to roll over anymore and get a free 15 wins. The Astros and A's and Mariners and Angels will now have a team that actually is competent to play against, yeah. which is you know, that, that, that has an effect on general La- things. Last thing, I, I feel like the Blue Jays are like a farm system for all these teams. They lost Steven Matz to the Cardinals, they lose Robbie Ray to the Mariners, and they lose Marcus Simeon to the Rangers. And there were reports saying they were going to try to keep Marcus Simeon or Robbie Ray, not lose both of them. That's huge. And losing Matz as a pitcher hurts them tremendously. So my thing is, I mean, obviously as a Yankees fan, like this is kind of like good for us. We don't have to worry about them as much going into this year in terms of their pit, their the way they can pitch and their hitting of Marcus Simeon, second leader in home runs with forty five on the Blue Jays. I like what does this do for them though? I feel like this hurts hurts them tremendously. Losing the Cy Young winner, yeah, losing the Cy Young winner, everything like what like 
Where do they go from here, though? How do they kind of try, maybe even try to replace what they've lost? Um, I mean, I th- I think Jose Barrios is going to be good for them this year, and, and and Kevin Gosman was a really really nice pickup. He's not Robbie Ray, but he, but he's a really good arm. Yeah. Um, you know, the Blue Jays are going to look towards consistency, and that's how they can improve because they did get really hot at times. They're hitting like Vlad and Marcus Simeon, like you said. You know, were they were the only two that hit all year. They're going to need those four through six guys in their lineup to hit all year. If they do that, they will at least make a wild card game because I do so? think they're a really good roster. And you, I, I, you you still think they'll compete with our Yankees and you know Peyton's Red Sox yeah, and the I, AL? I think I think Gosman fills the need. I, I I don't think he's as good as Ray. I think you can't really, you know, and Ian always made this point about Ray. He was a Cy Young, but he was never this good. So you yeah, just like, can't be sure that he's going to stay, you know, at the top good. of the league. And honestly, I, on the Mariners now, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think there's a fair chance that he will have a drop off in his play. I think I'm not going to say it was a fluke, but I don't, I don't think he's that good. He's not. I really keep, don't. He's not going to keep the consistency of winning of like yeah. how, how he performed. So in, that in, in yeah. general, I, I think they'll be right around the playoffs, just like they were this year. They were within a game, so I, I think it'll be really close. Last thing before we all give each other the question that we came in with. I know you've been you're upset with the Yankees' lack of uh, lack of moves being made in the offseason. Just anything you want to say about that? You know, not really signing anybody right now. I wonder if the Yankees hate their own fans. <laughs> I, I it's it's a horrible, 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 horrible time. Oh, a lot of horribles to be a Mets to be a Yankees fan. <laughs> and the reason I said the word Mets is because all the Mets fans love to complain. I'm sorry. I would rather build up than go to the playoffs and get my heart broken every year. That's just me. I'm not sure if that's really true. I might be biased to making the playoffs every year, but regardless, it's been heartbreaking. And to it's see me, to see cool, no yeah. activeness to this offseason is absolutely disgusting. Hal Steinbrenner is, an, is a disgusting human being. He's horrible. He's horrible at his job, and he's a horrible man. I absolutely hate him. Like The fact that you don't even have a B option. Everyone's all excited because they're talking about signing the utility kid from the— from the Rangers, I never even heard of him. I don't even know who that was. Great, he plays shortstop in third. He can't freaking hit. He's going to be horrible in the Bronx. He barely gets in on the Rangers. It's a horrible. It's it's a terrible time. And to watch these teams around us make moves like the Mets and the Blue Jays is it's 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 upsetting. And, and, it's it's and nothing awesome. short of upsetting. You know, and, and I, I love when he gets pumped up against, against so the Yankees. Awesome. It's, no, but I, I'm really like I'm reflecting what 95 percent of people I know, would I'm say. Just saying, I love how pumped year. up you get about it. But <laughs> I will list what we've done so far. I'm saying we obviously we're we Yankee haven't fans. done a thing. To, you know, can you listen? Uh, there are moves that have been made. There's a re-signing. Okay, we lost Corey Kluber to the Rays. We re-signed. Terrible. We re-signed Gio Urshela and our favorite player Gary Sanchez. Great. <laughs> um, that will help. We lost Clint Frazier to the Cubs. And I Bum. think that, I think that's like really it. That's all we've done, really. I, I, I'd say that's like really right. I'd say that's an F off season. <laughs> I'd say that's an F. We still. Oh, but here's the bright side. We still have Gallo and Glaber Torres. My, my, two of my favorites. <laughs> two, of my, two of my favorites. Gallo. Gallo. <laughs> and we still have your favorite manager, Aaron Boone. We still got I, him. I would send Gallo right back thought, to yeah, Texas right now I if thought, I could, I and you, I would send Boone right right home. Yeah. Didn't you say Boone was should be out of there? Yeah. I. I if you were the guy, you'd send Boone. him out. Yeah. All Yankee fans don't like him. I don't like him. It's it's Peyton. Bottom line is, you stay. Uh, listen, you stay away with your Red Sox. And yeah, you're, I, I don't. You're, I don't you're concern, happy. You're I don't fine. Concern myself with the yeah, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. You you nope. you had a great year. You're fine. Yep. You're happy. Whatever. I am. Jacob. Luke. We're gonna move on. I don't want to piss you off any more than I already did. We're gonna go to the questions that we all brought in for each other, just like last show. I think starts. I should go last because I have something really awesome prepared okay. for you guys. Uh, you, want to, you, want me, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. This is a question I feel like you'll like. Okay. Is this Bill Belichick's best coaching job ever for what he's done this year with this team? Whoa, whoa, 
whoa. Is it his best? Because there have been, there have been people that believe so that he might be in the running for coach of the year. But this is his best coaching job he's ever had. Probably. I mean, if you think back in probably, history, yeah. yeah, probably yes. Because I was gonna say the 2001 season with Brady, but the only difference was the defense that was there was already pre-existing with Bledsoe. So Brady kind of just stepped in, and that was that. This defense he built this. This defense he built himself. Yeah, he, he he built this defense, and they mainly, also came back from the COVID. Mainly thing. Barmore in the draft, Judon in the off season. In the, in the off season, Mills, who was an absolute bum in Philly, bum yeah. like bum. <laughs> and, that, and now he's good, like the worst secondary in the league, worst cornerback bum. And they, and he got rid of Gilmore, and they're still like this. And, like, and he got ex- exactly, and he brought back Van. It's awesome when guys leave and they come back. Like yeah, he, yeah. he put together his defense so. You know, like I hate to be like, yeah, I think you're. I, I think I'm just gonna agree, but it's hard. I'm finding it hard to think of a different year where I was more impressed by well, what Bill Belichick has done. Yeah, maybe I'm trying to think of a, a, t- a year that their team was worse that they still pulled it off. I, I don't know. I mean, not, not even you worse. can make a case the year that uh, Brady threw that pick, that terrible, terrible pick in the playoffs and. In the first in the first round, against I believe against Tennessee. Against Tennessee yeah. that year, their roster was not too good. They had a lot of holes that year, and they still made the playoffs. I know it's a hard question to answer, especially because the season's not done yet. We don't know where they're going to go from here. We don't yeah. know how far they could go. Up to this point, he's done a absolutely do you stellar think, job. What do you think? All right, let me, I'll rephrase the question like this. Okay. What do you think, or where do you think they'd have to get to to make this Bill Belichick's best coaching job ever? Like, what, what, what should be the ceiling for their achievement that would make this the best coaching job he's I ever I think had? if they win a playoff game. You think if they just win a playoff? Game? I think if they win, I think if they win the so division, whether, 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 that be, whether that be wild card or divisional meaning. Yeah, like, I don't even think they have to win the division. I don't think there would be any shame in if they lose this division to the Bills by a game. Yeah, like it's, it's which still crazy. which would be the most that could happen. I think if they win a playoff game, I, honestly, I, I I could see it definitely as his best, you know, most valuable and for for him specifically, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, this year. I, I think I think it might already be because. When Brady left, there was that. He's also just been so active too, in, like, you know, in terms of everything. The signings, with, the draft, things like, were yeah, constantly I mean, it's changing his, it's within his, the team. He dug his. He's, hand. The, he's the GM. Though. I, he I is. think, like Brady leaves, things don't go. Up, you know, whatever. with Cam, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he says, "Okay, I'm going to dig my hands into this team and just do and what I team. can to yeah. make it as good as I can." Yep. And I think he's done everything in his power, whether that be born, whether that be. Henry and Gianu. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me very much of when Hernandez and Gronk came in. God rest Hernandez's soul. Don't want to speak on the dead, but they. It, it reminds me very much of that. And, and Mac again, the, the comparisons to Brady's rookie year stats. It, he's been very consistent. Very he's been very good. Very but for similar. me, it's more the defense and just how good this defense is playing, and the fact that a lot of the guys that he handpicked to make this defense have been absolute. Don't forget at about a super the, high the, level. the rookie backup Stevenson when Harris was out. He played really well too. Yeah, the draft Ramon, picks. Ramon, yep. the, the draft picks I Belichick have been great. Peyton, what's your question? I want to hear it. Okay. So I have a bit of a hypothetical question. Okay. Hold on. Let me, I like that. Let me, I, I wrote it down kind of exactly like I wanted it worded. So okay. I'm going to. All right. So the league of your choice, it can't be the NHL. I'm going to narrow it down to the NBA and NFL. Whichever one you would rather is restarting tomorrow. Tomorrow, the, the whole league is restarting. Every current player. What's up? Your mic. Am I back? Am I back? No, I hear him on here. You can hear him. You're good. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. So between the NBA and NFL, one of the two is restarting tomorrow. Every, oh my lord, boys! I don't think the mic's going. One second, let me see. What's I going. hear him in my ear. Tino, stop it. I don't know if this is working. Hold on. Oh, 
Hi, Tino. There we go. Okay. Right, we got it. Sorry about that, so guys. So, the league of your choice, NBA NFL, is restarting tomorrow. Every current player will enter the draft, and the entire league will be restructured. You have won the first overall pick. Who are you taking and why? This is between the NBA and NFL. You can pick either league. Again, it is restarting you? tomorrow. Sorry. You have the first pick in the draft, and you have to pick one player to start your new team. Which current player are you taking? I'm just reading it. I just want to see. League of your choice. NBA NFL. Restarting tomorrow. Every current player will enter the draft, and the entire league. Is this their their prime? Like they're like or this is, is right now, right, right now, you, now, right now. The league is restart- either the NBA or the NFL is restarting tomorrow, and you God, have the Jacob, first pick in the Jacob. draft, and you have to take one guy. This is a great question. First off, distinguish wow. whether it's NBA or NFL. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go NBA. Okay, so you're taking NBA. So you think about your your first overall pick yeah. in the NBA. Out of all the current players right now, as it stands at this moment, number one, who are you taking? Are you going NBA or NFL? I can do NFL if you'd like. Okay, do NFL. So okay, take your time. Oh, wow. This is, and, and just to remind you guys, we're answering this totally off the cuff. Like, this is the first yeah, time. I, I kind of bring massive no, no, no. questions this always. Is, this is the first time we're all hearing these questions. Peyton brought a great question. I love it. Um, oh, Can I tell you who I'm debating between right now? Yeah. I'm debating between Luka Doncic and LaMelo Ball. That's crazy. LaMelo Ball. And yeah, Luka 100%. Doncic. You hear that? Who else would you take? That's crazy. I think Luka would be up there. Oh, I think Luka, I, Luka, Luka's oh up there. Oh, my God. I, just, I, I, I know who I'm taking. Where are you taking? Giannis. Good pick. I'm, right. I'm, I'm restarting it with Giannis. As a 25-year-old. I was going to say, how old is he? he? He's 25. He hasn't even hit his prime yet. He's already got a little bit of a jump shot this year. I'm taking Giannis right now. Because right. in the next three years, that man's going to go absolutely insane more than he already has. So I'm going Giannis. Can't believe I forgot NFL about that. NFL is a tough one. It's a really tough one. That's why I, I, I got to go quarterback. Just to at least, I mean, I probably would anyway, but just to make for things me, easier, between, I'm just thinking between, about quarterback. It's between QB and Ed Rusher probably for me. I don't guys. know about starting a team with it. I mean, starting a team with Miles Garrett is not a bad idea. Definitely not a running back. Don't do it. I think starting back. a team with no, Miles Garrett. No, starting a team with Miles Garrett is not a Jacob, bad idea. Jacob, what would you go with again. though? I have one in mind of who I would. You want me to give NFL too, or are you like? Does it, this is so you, tough. You, you both do both. You want? You want to do NBA? You can do NBA. It's fine. I think I, I want to do both because I, I have an idea. In, for, in basketball, I think I'd take Luca. Okay, I agree with that. And in football. Football, I would go starting a franchise, a new Start, franchise, new franchise, whole whole league is being restructured. I I mean, like I I really I I don't want to be corny, but I, I just feel like I have to say Mahomes. I I just I, I just think I still believe he's the most talented quarterback in the league, and he's still only what is he 25, 26? 24, 25. 24, yeah. 25. I just fair. There's a lot of guys I find like that are minusculely. I think it's between. Blessed, I think but, it's between Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah, I was thinking Allen and and, and Kyler. I'm gonna. I'm and a, him. I'm gonna go. But with I just I'm gonna, gonna take go. Kyler if it wasn't for his attitude. Yeah, I'm his a, attitude. That's what I was thinking too. I'm gonna go with a little bit of an. Un, um, no, I don't Because I think that. Mahomes. Let me just expand. I think Mahomes yeah. is adaptable. I think he's coachable, which a lot of guys that are that talented aren't. He's that well, yeah. I, I, like for example, like. Not that he's not coachable and it's been figured out through his career, but I think if you laid out all 30 NFL coaches and you gave them Mahomes and, for example, Kyler or Lamar or any other top quarterback, I just think Mahomes would be able to go in there in more offenses because than any other quarterback. Con- because he's a conventional quarterback, Kyler and Lamar are. But he can move when he has to, I, and he's clutch. Yes, but Kyler and Lamar move more often than not. Ready? You know what I mean? Here's, here's what I'm going but with. I, I agree. Either I'm gonna, way. I'm going to tell you why I go with him. I go with Lamar, and this is why. 
because if you're talking about restructuring the league, I'm can build I can try to build a team around him that can give him the weapons that he needs because the people have always talked about that if Lamar actually had weapons, like more like more than just Hollywood Brown and Andrews, like more than you know what I mean? Like because yeah, Hollywood Brown and Andrews are no, weapons. I, I, I agree with you. No, I go with Lamar because that guy is electrifying. He can make like and even with the four interceptions, you still saw the play where he pointed to Andrews and was like, just go make a play, buddy. Yeah. And then he's running, he's backpedaling with Garrett hitting his arm and he fought like the no matter what, with the four picks, he still found a way to win that game. And yep. it's plays like that that I'm like, all right, starting a franchise, the guy is even I think it might be younger than Mahomes or no, like maybe same age as Mahomes. If not, maybe even younger. Like if I, if I can restructure it around him and build a team, or like because Lamar came into a team, I'm talking about if we're restructuring the NFL and I can build a team around Lamar in a draft that I have control over of who I can pick, and I know like, I know what in hindsight I know what Lamar needs to be successful. I'm going with Lamar. Just a little uh, like extra extra. If coaches were involved in this, I might take Bill Belichick first overall. Just saying. <laughs> well, okay. Well, what I mean, am I wrong, Jacob? What if, he's co- saying, if he's coaches saying if, were involved? If coaches were involved in this, do you think it'd be crazy to take Bill Belichick first overall? <laughs> any, no, I guess not. Exactly. Before any player, right? I mean, theoretically, no. Yeah, but you lose out on all these players. I mean, like no, but okay, you so could still get John the, Harbaugh you have the, you later. Have, you have the first pick, right? Then you have the thirty third. That means the thirty third best player in the league is still going to be there. Yeah, but Offense I could. Yeah, but later I could. That means, no, dude, no, 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 no. Because no. I also could I could be, st- You know how many guys could be at thirty three? I could still take John Harbaugh later, Mike Tomlin, Matt Lafleur, Andy Reid. I could still take a lot of guys that are great, are good coaches. What if? Okay, what if Joe Burrow's at thirty? Or what if? Um, let me think. Yeah, but okay, but imagine I get Lamar with with uh, with Mike Tomlin, or again Andy Reid. Like if I or keep him with John Harbaugh. That's my point. That you could still well, get top tier coaches with top tier players. You don't I mean listen. I get it'd be why, cool. It'd be cool to actually. Do I get this, why. You know, I get yeah. why. Yeah. Like, I get why you say Belichick, but like, dude, I mean, to, just, to not take a top player, I get it. But like, I don't know. There. I know. I love it, but like, I, I don't know. Jacob, your question. All I right, you said, and yeah, what a way to end this you, will you be. You had an amazing question. You said I don't just have one question. Oh boy. I got ten. No, you don't. I got so it. Let's go. I got ten trivia questions, and I got two from all five sports. That's going to include two baseball and two soccer questions. If my dad's listening right now, he loves trivia. They are they are multiple choice, so you two will have a shot. Are we keeping score here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll keep it right here on this paper. Let's do it. Let's go. Can the winner get a prize? High five! Yeah. Let's go. Once again, there are two. Here we go. There are two. Yeah, um, worse than mine. There are two questions within soccer and baseball, which oh, I know will be tough for I'm, both of you. But they're all multiple. They're all multiple choice. We're even. Are they like current or like past questions? Or are they? They're mixed? all like ah! you'll at least know the players. Do we have to like okay. tap or buzz, right. or like are we just answering together? Like? Um, no, there's, you're both going to answer. Oh, all right, all right, okay, and all if right. you get it, you'll both get the point. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. First one, we're going to start with hockey. Wow, awesome. Winner, no. winner gets the purple, nerf of the other. Okay, what, no. So what'd you say before so we don't scream and give it away? <laughs> okay. And we're not, I'm not going to tell you if it's right, obviously, first. We'll go Peyton first and then Tino for gotcha. now. Gotcha, okay. All right. Who is the youngest NHL captain to hoist the Stanley Cup? One, Jonathan Taze. Two, Scott Niedermeyer. Three, Sidney Crosby. And four, Connor McDavid. I have to answer first? Yeah. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Correct. He's going to follow me. Because it's hockey. He knows. But we're going to alternate. We're gonna, I, should, I, baseball, I really should have. better answer the baseball questions first. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really should have. I <laughs> honestly should have done that, but whatever. It's hockey. He knows I know him. it. It's uh, whatever. It's okay. fine. It's fine. Two players in the history of soccer have I'm won. First. Yeah, you'll be okay. first this time. 
Two players in the history of soccer have won five Ballon d'Or awards. Which two out of these five is it? Cristiano Ronaldo, Diego Maradona, Pele, Lionel Messi, and David Beckham. Can you say the question? Oh, wait. No. Two out, two, out of those two out five, of five have won five, five Ballon d'Ors. Okay. And name the players again. Ronaldo, Maradona, Pele, Messi, and Beckham. Okay, the two players I am picking. I am going with... I know nothing about soccer. I'm going with... Oh, Pele. Okay. Well, you know who he is. I, I've heard of him, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, it's, and, I, it, was and, all, uh, it was all people And what's notable. the other one you said? Oh, geez. You have Pele, Maradona. Maradona. Pele and Maradona. All right. So I know one of them's messy because he just won his seven. And may I just say, Tino, you got to listen better. Remember I gave a presentation in class yesterday about it? Messi was his seventh. Should listen more. He doesn't like class. listening to you. Oh, zip it. Okay. Okay, so, me- so Messi's one. So I'm totally wrong. I don't, my, now I'm kind of stuck because I don't know if Pele and Maradona were alive. Was, I don't even know when the Ballon d'Or was accepted. It, 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 in, Benef- the, in the 50s. So they were Benef- alive. They okay. could have won All every right, year so of their careers. It, it's Messi and Pele. Payton gets one. Tino gets none. It is wait. Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Damn it. I, wait, I, so why does it? Oh, he would have gotten two if he got both damn, players? I was going to say Ronaldo. I can't believe Pelly didn't win the. Yep. I see, so oh, neither of the guys I said were right? Nope. Nope. Dang it. I knew it was both the modern guys. I just want to say it. All right, here we you go. We, go. we said we should say our answers. Bef- we should like write our answers and then say them at the same time. So oh, my yeah, we should do that. No, we should do that. We should do that. We should do You're that. You're lucky I gave you the first one. All right, fine. Oh, we're going to one of our common ground sports, football. Okay, here we go. Which of these three teams won? Sorry, which of these four teams won three Super Bowls in the 1990s? Patriots, Niners, Broncos, and Cowboys. Three Super Bowls in the 90s? Yep. Two teams? One out of four. One out of the four? Pats, Niners, Broncos, Cowboys. I got it. Broncos. Cowboys. 2-2 two, two, tie. One for Tino. Oh, Damn it. Cowboys, I knew it. All right. On to this baseball. Is the way to do it, to do it like the same yeah, time. Yeah, I know, I know. On to baseball. Oh, geez. All right. I'm going to lose this one. <laughs> Very good one here. I might Who it. was the first major league pitcher to pitch a recorded ball over 100 miles per hour? A ball over 100 miles an hour? Like, the pitch yeah, yeah, was over 100. A ball, a ball, yeah, okay, okay. Roger Clemens, Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, and Dwight Gooden. I'll Same. repeat. Same again. Roger Clemens, Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, and Dwight Gooden. I got my answer. Saying Tom Seaver. Okay. I'm saying Nolan Ryan. Another one for Tino. It's good, baby. And finally, the basketball. Guy, I Wait, Nolan this is the last Ryan. question? I- no, two of each. Okay. So okay, this is okay. the halfway point. Okay, basketball. Oh, this is my stuff. Here ha- we go. I-, I have to know I this. Can't lose this. Who was the first player in NBA history? To be elected league MVP by a unanimous vote. Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, or Michael Jordan? Not my answer. Curry, Bron, Magic, MJ. I'm almost 100% sure it's Steph. I already got my answer, so. I'm going to go Steph. Steph. Yes. Both are correct. Yeah, it was tough. Thank Le- you. LeBron, LeBron, Keep me in it. LeBron got Am I it. down one? LeBron. 4 3. It was halfway saying, through, and Tino was Jacob, up 4 3. You, Jacob, you know this. LeBron got it taken away from him in 2013. I can't wait for this hockey question. By, he, got, he got it taken away from him in 2013 by Carmelo Anthony because he got one vote. 
It was ridiculous. Yep. Who gave Mello the vote? I don't know. It was some one of the people who voted. That's terrible. But Mello, somehow Mello got a vote over whatever. That's a I, I'm, I'm bitter, but whatever. That's crazy. Keep it going. All right. <sighs> this is going to be a very, very... Is this hockey? Oh, yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. How and Payne's probably not going to be too happy because, be, to be honest, you have a very nice chance at this one. Okay. <laughs> the Stanley Cup has been used as a blank. Toilet, cereal bowl, baptismal font, or all of them? That's got, I got to go all of the above. They could use it for anything. I got to go all of them. Cereal bowl. All of them. Kino is correct. Oh, the way. Oh. A toilet? And there's an explanation. A it's toilet. A, they're hockey players. Of course they're using a toilet. You can't piss in the cup. Each yeah, player. Can. Here's no, the explanation. Here we go. Each player from the Stanley Cup winning team gets a day with the trophy. <laughs> and, and it has been used for a variety of purposes over the years. That's sick. Chicago Blackhawks center Andrew Desjardins used it De as Arne. a giant cereal bowl. Excuse me. Detroit Red Wings left winger Thomas Holmstrom let his cousin use it as a bapti- baptismal font for a Get christening. And Toronto Maple Leaf center Red Kelly placed his infant son in the cup while posing for pictures, only to discover that his son had an accident inside of the Stanley Let's Cup. Let's go! I got the hockey question right, baby. Let's go. All right, keep so it going. Good for you, 5-3. I'm pissed. I cannot believe I got How that. How is that possible? No, I'm like, dude, it was, it's, a, it's like a test. If it says all of the above, you got to go with it. It's You're by right. default. I always go with I was all like the above. Cereal bowl for sure. They be neat freaking. Of course, somebody would piss me, but it was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a player that did it. I didn't even like. So, so you're right though. Nobody used it as a toilet bowl. The baby, gonna, the yeah, baby. Nobody would. I was like, that's not. You, you don't piss in the. Cup. You know hockey. It's so like, oh, like, I got the the super. Oh my god. The Super Bowl. I'm gonna. Oh Brady. Brady did throw yeah, across the, the river. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, he didn't poop on it though. I just don't. Understand, <laughs> I just don't understand that. All right, Jacob. I'll next question. Uh, five three. Let's go. All right. I'm two down, dude. I need a big one here. All this right. Is, uh, give me a soccer one. Yeah, here's soccer again. Oh, you want soccer now? Yeah, give me a good one. All right. Hold on. Let me let me go back to you. I, I love this, by the way, Jacob. This is great. I'm, I'm really sure, I'm I'm sure you guys I'm did. I'm pretty pissed that I'm losing right now. But I'm very, I'm, this, is, this is very creative, Jacob. Great job. You're welcome. I commend you. Okay. David Beckham signed a record contract with the LA Galaxy earlier in the 2000s. It was for five years. Was the contract for $150 million, $100 million, $200 million, or $250 million? It was record-breaking, you said? Yeah. Um, you know, just to be specific, he came over from uh, Europe, and he was the best player, and basically inaugurated the MLS. I put my answer. I have my answer in my head. Okay. Peyton, three, two, one. $200 million. $250 million. The answer is two fifty. Let's go. Tino with a six three lead. Peyton will, have, will need some comeback uh, here. Let's go basketball. Uh, give me, give, I'm, give, I'm give, give Let me shut it down with basketball. Let me shut it down with basketball. It's a joke. God damn it. Let me shut it down with basketball. Give it to me. I will hundred percent get this one right. I don't even. Do I even have a chance? There are three questions left. No, you yeah. need to get them all. There's four. Yeah, yeah, I need Tino to miss. No, there's basketball, hockey, baseball, football. You have four questions left. So if you get all four, you can win. But also, I can't get a single one right. Yeah, which is impossible. Well, actually, no, I can get one right, and then you have to get the next three without me getting it. The basketball's a lock. It better be a hard basketball question. It Even is. if it's hard, I'll get Thank it. Thank God. Who is the oldest player in NBA history to score 50-plus points in a basketball game? Michael Jordan, Grant Hill, Steve Nash or Jamal Crawford? Oh, one of the guys. I just want to answer down that wasn't even an option before you finished. Thought of, oh, 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 I know who it is. I know. 
I definitely know who that is. I remember he he, he had I know I know exactly what game it was too. Name the players again. MJ, Jamal Crawford, Grant Hill, and Steve Nash. I have the answer. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Correct. It Go. Was, it was the game when he was on. on the Suns. He dropped Give fifty. Me a chance. He dropped fifty on the Suns. He has to get the rest of these wrong. Yeah, and you have to get all three. Woo! This oh is my so, god! We, I we, need we, you to L so we bad. Have baseball, football, hockey. Dude, I knew. I told if you. These I are, know, if any of these are easy questions, I know that. basketball, Jacob. Are they easy questions? Can I get? Can I get any of these? For which sport? For any of like for all the last three: hockey, baseball, God, and football. I need this comeback. Just you give got me a the, chance. Just, just go the question. Come on, just go. Peyton's got a chance still. If Come I get on. one more right, it's over. All right. What player was nicknamed? This is baseball. What player was nicknamed oh, the Flying Dutchman? I have no idea. Mel Ott, Joe Medwick. Arky Vahan and Honus Wagner. Oh, that's Ian's favorite. That's Ian's. That's Ian's boy, Honus. Ian Spracklin, Honus Wagner, baby. All right. I saw this and I had to throw it in because of Honus. I picked my answer. Say, <laughs> Wagner. This is Vahan. Oh my God. Medwick. Hot. <laughs> this was, is no wait after Wagner. Honus name. Wagner. Say his full name. Arky Vaughn, Joe Medwick, and How do you Mel spell Ott. Arky Vaughn. V A U G H A N. No, it's like Ark E. Like A R K Y. This is this is big, Peyton. This is this do or die right here. I I feel like because I have my answer. I, so Arky Vaughn is like a Dutch name in my head, but I know Honus Wagner's nickname was the Flying Dutchman. Well, that's the question. That <laughs> is. The, it I'm is gonna the, go Honus Wagner. I went Honus Wagner too. Both of you get it. Let's yes. go. So oh, I know you yeah, win. God damn. No, no. We need you know a bonus what? round. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Bonus I'm going to give round. a bonus round. I'm, Let's uh, play it out. I'm keeping it Fine. going. Your All mic, right. your mic is hard. messed up again. Fix what do you mean? It. You got to just twist it. There you go. You're good. Leave it. Leave it. Leave is it. Leave good it. good now? Yes, you're All good. All right, cool. Nope, now it's bad. All right, here's how we're going to do it. Leave it. Don't touch it. Good? Okay, we're good. Here's how we're going to do it. We got football and hockey remaining. Okay. Let's say that Payton's down by two right now. Yeah. Let's say he's got to get within one. All right, give the question. All right. Who holds the best rookie passer rating in NFL history? Wow. I, got, I got this one. Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Dak Prescott, or RG3? Another, wait, we what? It wasn't, no, there's no way. Last, <laughs> Who do you think it was? Justin Herbert from last year. I had like the best rookie quarterback season ever. It's compl- is he in completion percentage? Or QBR? Passer rating. Pa- okay. Passer pa- rating. So you said RG3 so and Brady. So the answer, the answer is 104.9, just so you can kind of so Brady, understand what type of answer. Brady, Marino, RG3, and who? Dak. But, but, Jake, Peyton, mess with this thing again. It, it keeps cutting out. I don't know why. Leave it. You're going to have to keep fidgeting with it. But anyway. All right, it's fine. Uh, I have my answer. I have my answer, too. Dak. RG3. Dak is correct. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Come Dang on, it. baby. Let's go. I Let's go. It, I thought it was RG3. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm gonna get this dub. All right, hold Come on. Come on, baby. What is this hockey now, of course? Let's go. And it's his question. Let's go. It's his Come sport. On. Damn it. Give me a chance. No, but anyway, we have to have a bonus round. You're down by yeah. one. You can I tie know. it here. Yeah. I know, you know. I know. All right. I know. I can seal it here if I get this. Imagine I beat you in your own sport. That'd be sad. Tap. <laughs> Bugging out. Here we go. I, I already got. I, Jacob, how hard is this question? I already got the poop in the cup. It's pretty hard. All right, all right. I already got the poop in the cup. So all right, I got to poop in general. Straight up. Okay. Well. What was yeah, the my. nickname of the 1970s Philadelphia Flyers? You're screwed. The Flying Aces. Did you know this? Yeah. The Orange Crush, the Broad Street Bullies, and the Dirty Birds. Name them again. Flying Aces. You don't know. Orange that. Crush, 
Broad Street Bullies and Dirty Birds. All right, so you get your answer? Yep. All right, you can, you can say it first. No, you go first. Broad Street Bullies. Broad Street Bullies. Did you actually say it right? I, I swear to God, oh, I typed it? it, yeah. Right, I swear yeah. to God. All right. We got a tie! But, no, I, I tie win. on this question. No, well, I win. I have Tino up by one, which is what I said. You won. Yeah, let's go! You won. Well, I thought by one we were going to get a bonus, no? Oh, I get we a bonus. Can I get my bonus? Oh, we were? Okay, I'm all right. I'll, all right. I'll he fine. said within one, I get a bonus. Fine, so fine, fine. Okay, right. okay. What, what sport? We have to do some. How about this? I got a good idea. You got to pick his bonus sport. Basketball. I'm going with my safe stuff. You got to pick like, a hard question, though. Okay, you got to play. You got to do soccer. What do you mean? Oh, if, if you get this right, then I have to do soccer for the next bonus one. This so bonus if question I get this right, can I pick his? Um, I, I, I don't know. If I, yeah, <laughs> so let's say, let's say if I get this right, then we're fine, tied. Then we right. go back and forth. Then you'll pick fine, sport, fine, then, fine. So this is being directed just to him. If I get it, if I get it right, then, yeah. then the next round would be. I got a nice one for you. If Tino got like, if I get this right, yeah, and Tino gets we'll, it wrong, we'll, then I gotta get it right. And we'll, I win. we'll cover that if you get it right. right, right not going I got a nice one. Go okay, basketball. Right. Let's hear this. Who was the first NBA player to record a triple double in the All Star game? Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan. John Stockton or LeBron James? Oh, I don't even think I know this. That's a good question. Oh. And I'll give you the stats. So remember, they, they don't play much in All-Star games, so it was a weird type of triple-double. It was 14, 11, and 11. It was way. And the player played 26 minutes It was in that MJ, game. LeBron, Stockton, and who? Wade. 14, 11, and 11. That's a tough question. It's either Stockton or Wade, but I don't know which one it is. I think it's, I th- I'm not going to say who I think it is. I also kind of think it's Stockton, but I'm I'll, like, I'll just say this. My gut leans Don't way. give him a hint. You can't don't give you, me a hint. You can't give me a hint. Don't you say anything. Don't give me a hint. Don't give me a hint. I don't think MJ would have played a lot in an all-star game. 14, 11, and 11 is definitely feasible. Braun, I don't see it. I don't think he'd be the first. No, I definitely have to. It's, it's, St- it's either Stockton or MJ because they're the oldest. And it's the first ever. John Stockton. Uh, is it MJ? Yeah. I knew it was MJ. I was going to say that. 1997. That's tough. I knew. Dude, it's MJ. It has let's to be MJ. Home. I know. That I'm was going to All right, MJ. let me say it was a great way to finish the show, it. Jacob. I loved that trivia Appreciate game. That You're good. welcome. That was awesome. Um, thank you guys for listening. We didn't get any calls today. I am kind of sad. I'm going to crown myself to see like Wah. Peyton does. Wah. But anyway. All right. Great show, guys. See you guys It next was a week. great week to be back. Awesome. Thank see you. Guys you. Next time.